Hey everybody, and welcome to Retromania, a retrospective pro wrestling podcast where we romanticize, fantasize, watch, and review your favorite or not-so-favorite storylines, matches, events, and or feuds from your pro wrestling past. I'm part of the hosting squad, Kobe Nida, and as always, I'm joined by... Jimmy Price. And we are joined today on this bonus episode by... El Topo, TJ, uh, Commandant of Molehole Radio. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't use that kind of uh, terminology anymore in today's climate. <laughs> you, can't, you can't have fun with that stuff anymore. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> but hi, yeah, it's great to be here. I love this show. So. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you for joining Thank us in you guys real life. giving us hours of content on the show, so. Much yeah. appreciated. Thank you for listening. I, I still haven't calculated the hours. Yeah. But, uh, it's a lot. It, it, but it's good. You know, that's yeah. what we need. Content, content, content. Yeah. yeah. And you guys are consistent. So Yeah, we try to we bring try. it in. It's definitely yeah. you know, definitely important. We so. took a break for a little bit. Uh, we had our first season, The Origin of Attitude, and right. now we're gearing up for a second season soon. Jimmy's got some stuff going on. Should we uh, maybe bring the uh, well, yeah. we know, do we know which way we're going with it? <laughs> we're going Wait, brother. Well, uh, <laughs> we're gonna, we're going to be doing some some fantasy booking though, one way or the other. I think. Fun. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that's that's the direction we're headed in for the second season. Uh, there's a couple different what if uh, scenarios we're looking at uh, diving into, but uh, that's what's going to be the nature of the second season. So there's definitely a lot of that in wrestling. Just in any period, you're like, you know, it, it, it's always funny to me how wrestling is so much like a television show, right? Because it's all just about narrative. Yeah. So it's like, well, if, th- if this character went this way or this way, but then you get the added drama of all the be- behind the scenes and like why this didn't happen. It's stuff. Yeah. I love that stuff. Right. So I yep. definitely be, can't wait to hear it. So. Yeah. 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 We got some ideas going. Did you want to talk about anything else? Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We got a got a new retromaniac on the way. <laughs> uh, um, myself. Uh, my girlfriend Stacy were uh, expecting and so uh, congratulations thank you yeah yeah so uh, just due in July first week of July probably awesome. so very uh, thrilled and excited superstar yeah yeah a little superstar if it's a boy it's gonna be Vader yeah. if it's a girl it'll be I don't know Ivory <laughs> good call what, 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 what any parent would dream, would yeah. dream for of Medusa course. maybe yeah. that's <laughs> well awesome that's yeah. great news uh, new retromaniac and we yeah, that is awesome and we got a good episode for you here it's um our our bonus episode so we have a guest on and yes tj our lots guest of, from lots Mulhall. of bonuses this week for mobile because i found an old archived movie the podcast that i thought i lost and that's on the on the site this week so now oh, we nice. have bonus content all right nice and you guys what's your theme for this month oh this month is wwe easter and uh <laughs> As, as everybody knows, we pick a theme every month. This is our second or third time we've done WWE Easter. Mm. Um, I think maybe second. I can't remember. But the WWE movies are just... They're just amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's Alex Pick, and he texted me just before I got here, and he, he let us all know, because he left we were left in suspense after last week, but he, the Marine 5 starring The Miz, and I believe Becky Lynch, is, yeah. is the next movie we're going to watch. Yeah. And we haven't watched any Miz movies yet. So we watched like we watched Countdown with with Kane and Dolph Ziggler. Oh. We watched uh, the Condemned two or three with Randy Orton. And Randy Orton is like the worst actor in he history. He was in the Condemned. Yeah, it's and it's like unbelievable. It's so bad. It's like 
it's so bad. It's it's just it's the worst kind of bad where it's just boring and inc- <laughs> it's not even like it's because the the thing we like to say is the worst thing you can do in a movie is be boring. The best thing you can do is just be incoherent. And, right, it just right, kind of, right. At least it, confusing. If you're gonna be if you're gonna be stupid, at least be confusing. Right. 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 And no, this is just like awful. Eric Roberts is in it. Ooh. Ooh. I can't think. I really want to watch. I think my. I'm interested we, for some reason. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> um, I think my pick is going to be Twelve Rounds Three with Dean Dean. Uh, Ambrose, because we haven't watched any of his movies Jesus, either. I need yeah. to watch some of these WWE we watched, movies. We watched one last year that was a WWE movie that um, almost didn't count because it was it was the star was uh, Scott Atkins, who's fantastic. I don't know if you've ever seen any of Scott Atkins work. Who, what, AKA Scotty Karate, as we call him. Oh, uh, what what? <laughs> He's just in a lot of like. If you've seen, did you see the names. later um, Universal Soldier movies? Don't yes. laugh because they're amazing. Yes, Day the one with Goldberg. No, the no. one a- there's two after that. I don't uh, think I did after those. Do yourself a favor and like they're not just like good bad movies. They're like legitimate like action B, masterpieces. B good movies. Yeah. Okay. That like no one has seen because it's like Universal Soldier. Why the right, fuck would right, I watch right, that? Right. But no, Regeneration and Day of Reckoning. They're okay. both great. Okay. Uh, but he's Scott. Scott Atkins is in that. Scott Atkins was uh, one of the one of the goons in Doctor Strange. He's a guy that's in a lot of like. Direct to video uh, kung fu movies, but he's okay. really he's in a lot of the. If you've seen any of the undisputed sequels, like he's in okay. those, uh, he's great. Anyway, he was in a movie called Eliminators, and the main bad guy was Wade Barrett. <laughs> but I, the I, movie I... was awesome, like, really it was so yeah. good. And like we're like, this is a WWE movie, and uh, I think we watched the Twelve Rounds with Cena, and that was really bad. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I, that's the one that I've seen, and that's why I've just never watched it's, another one. It's not good. Yeah, have you guys done the Chaperone? We, you know, we tried. I think last year, but like we could. It's one of those movies that's just in a black hole somewhere. Like we yeah. couldn't rent it. I couldn't. Steal oh, I it. saw it on. I couldn't uh, steal Netflix, it off the internet. Basically. It was on Netflix for a little while. Oh yeah. shit! But that's yeah. the one with Triple H. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you seen it? Uh, I haven't seen all of that. I saw like bits and pieces of it. But yeah, he's like, um, he's like, it's some. His kids are getting kidnapped, and he's got to like take care of this bustle of the kids. It's like oh, well, it's no God. fun to watch a, a yeah. Triple H movie because you know he's just going to go over in the end. Got to bury the bad guys. But uh, yeah, it's it's always fun. Um, the WWE productions, like the, the amount of films that they've produced, is absurd. Because like I, when I it, didn't know like half those movies when they first like started doing it. I thought it was like a joke, and now they've done like they've done like fifty movies. Yes. It's ridiculous. Like we're always like we're not we're going to run out of movies, and you look at the IMDb, and you're like oh no. No, no, no. Yeah. We, we, we could make a podcast only about WWE movies. It's crazy. Wow. Right. <laughs> oh, we did, uh, speaking of Kane, we did See No Evil 2. Oh, we didn't God. watch the first one. We watched the second one. The second one's really good. Really? It's like a very fun, like, throwbacky slasher. I mean, it's not reinventing the wheel. And he's in it predominantly? He's, he's the, the bad. Uh, he's the monster. His, name? his name's like yeah. Jacob Goodnight. I've heard of that. Yeah. He's got like a 12. Uh, <laughs> he's got like uh, a. 12-inch uh, penis or something. Oh, really? <laughs> Whoa, no, I don't. There was something, like, written about Maybe, that. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, Maybe I, that's fan I always fiction. figured. Maybe that's just fan fiction. <laughs> Maybe you're just projecting what you want on Glenn Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> the big red monster. That's right. Um, but that movie's really good. And, like, Kane is actually really good in it. Because he has these, like, moments where he's got these, like, psychotic breakdowns. Like, he's looking in a mirror and he's like, well, he's doing, like, the, the okay. Norman Bates thing. Where he's like, mother, stop telling me what to do. And Oh, I can yeah. see him it's doing like a good job. It's, like, legitimately good, though. You're like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> like when he had those promos when he was world heavyweight champion, they were like long length, lengthy he's monologues. Not, but he like he yeah. carried it. Yeah, I think he's a guy that's misused. Honestly, I think one of my favorite like versions of Kane was corporate Kane because I oh, thought yeah. all of his like comedy beats were really funny. Like, yeah. I think he's like a guy that like 
got his timing down and everything. Yeah, yeah. all the the team hell no stuff with Dan that Bryan. Was great. That was hilarious. That was yeah. I can't stand him now though, where he's like. He's the demon. He's got like a wig on. Yeah. He came back for nothing, buried Finn Balor, and then and got yeah. got like got the pinfall in the Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman match, and now is gone. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like what? Yeah. And well, he, I mean, Brock beat the... him last night in thirty seconds in Chicago. So he's, oh, yeah, wow. there you go. How show? Yeah. How what show? in the yeah. fuck did Finn Balor do to the WWE? Because it's like they put him over, and they're like, ah, he got injured you. in the match. Yeah. Vince oh, doesn't sorry. like that shit. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, damn toy I, broke in the match. It's, it, yeah, we're gonna play with that one. Balor yeah. gets all that shine at, at Royal Rumble, and then it's nothing. Balor gets that. He got like what a big win over AJ Styles before that Kane loss the, the yeah. night before. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like yeah. what. And then what AJ you, Styles wins the fucking title, so it's like what? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they're booking. Well, actually, ass and, and what else? What else is weird is they gave him the belt like right away. And right. then it's like now he's like a complete afterthought. I think he's yeah. going to be in the shuffle for like a multi-man intercontinental championship oh, match great. at WrestleMania just, coming up. Just so. put him on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah that, it doesn't that, sound that good. show could use some new blood right now. It's kind of floundering at the moment. It is for sure. So mm-hmm. like switch yeah. over, like do something, get rid of. I, I hate to say it, but maybe maybe switch AJ back to Raw. Put Finn over. Well, you need. I, I'm scared for AJ to be on Raw. Yeah, yeah. so am I. But I also think that like they teased having the Bullet Club guys back together, and then they still kind of are, but they aren't. It's just like just yeah. put them together. Right, like right. What, who cares? Make it official because yeah. Anderson and Gallows are great. Like I'm a you know I'm a huge Japanese like... wrestling fan, and those two guys are totally underused. Like oh, yeah. they have great personalities. They're great in the ring, yeah. and they don't do shit with them. And it's like, what are you guys doing? Like it felt like they could do it a lot with the Bullet Club and then Shield, but then they like. Kind yeah. of half-assed did it, like and then yeah. it went away, and yeah. it was like nothing. Yeah. Well, then the injuries came in, but yeah, it's, it's so confusing. Like I, I don't, it's weird because you're in a position nowadays where you have, without a doubt, like wrestling-wise, the the roster has never been better. You have so many good wrestlers on the roster that like you're in a position they've never been before ever since I've right. watched wrestling, and they still like manage to screw it up. Like yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Like. uh Kenny Omega recently said he doesn't want to go there because he doesn't want to be a robot. Because, like, yeah, everything yeah. that they do is, like, it's so, like, cookie-cutter. The guys are dwindled down to, like, five moves of right. doom. it's true. And it's just the same thing. Well, Every and, match and, and is, and like, at, Look at what Omega's doing right now. He's got one of the most popular angles in all of wrestling right now. And it's about their homosexual love, his right. homosexual <laughs> love with Koto Ibushi. Yeah. Like, what? Like, that's <laughs> awesome. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it, it's amazing. They yep. do this, like, uh, what is it? This show on YouTube that's, like, partially in English. Showbuckle. No, no, it's uh, it's called, like, it's the Elite's YouTube oh, show. Oh, Being the Elite. With the, yeah, yeah, that's being it. Being the Elite, yeah. yeah. But, like, he, Kenny Omega did this interview where it's, like, he's, like, I've always been lonely, and even when I'm at the Bullet Club, I felt like I was alone, and I missed my love. Yeah. And, like, it's hilarious. It's, like... It's like this weird sort yeah. of like 1950s coded gay speak. That's yeah. just, oh my god, I love it. So At the much. end of one of the uh, like episodes, they like zoom into a, the locker, like the closet. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's it's like, innuendos after innuendos. I fucking love it. And then uh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, I'm sorry, just Cody. Yeah. He says uh, he's like Coda is a rat. Yeah, he's he's Kenny's rat. Wow. <laughs> well, in the last in the last, they're they're I don't know if they're la- the match a couple of weeks ago. It ended with 
Cody kissing yeah. Kota Ibushi. You're going to steal a kiss. I'm going to steal a kiss. And, and Marty Scroll goes, what the fuck? <laughs> like, so in the match. You're dealing yeah. with the wrestling golden love triangle. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, you it's think awesome. they'd ever do that in WWE? I mean, if they did, it would it'd be the Billy Gunn and whatever that what that was. They'd uh, do it terribly. Oh, they they, they can't do anything subtle. or. Well, and it's weird, because you know Vince is like so deep in the closet. Like, it's, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... yeah. Oh, for sure. For you sure. can tell. Yeah. He has a fascination with big blonde guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, talking about wrestling, anyhow, what, what, TJ, we like to introduce the guests on our show and talk about their fandom. So, uh, what really got you into wrestling to begin with? I, you know, I'm, I'm like, uh, God, I'll be 37 uh, Thursday, and Woo! I've been into wrestling wow. since I was like, Happy I think, I think like, everybody my age kind of has the same story where like we were way into like Hogan and stuff like that. Like I was. I, I love comic books. I still do. Yeah. And to me, like, wrestling, especially in the 80s, was like watching superheroes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Hulk Hogan, the Ultimate Warrior, those were like superheroes. And when they fought, it was like Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And I got really caught up in, in that. Like, the, the the power and, like, the, the, the power struggles between them and the heroes and the villains. And I really identify with that. And then, you know, as you got older, I still kept up with the product. But, like, through, like, a lot of the stuff that you guys review, like, I was kind of in and out. I wasn't really into it as much. You know, when you get into, like, that middle school age, it's not, like, cool to, like, wrestling yeah, anymore. So, right, like, yeah, right, I don't right. watch this. <laughs> <laughs> but I would still watch. And, um, you know, like everybody else, I came back. I came roaring back, like, around high school when the Attitude Era kicked in. And, like, I used to, every week, like, meet a bunch of buddies. Used to watch Raw and nice. way into it. And then from Raw, like, I went, I mean, like I always do. Because I've never... If I'm into something, I get way too into it. I get it. obsessed too. Yeah, myself. and like, <laughs> I'm not the kind of person that's like casually into anything. Like, right. So I remember getting into, getting back into wrestling, and then I got into ECW. Cool. And I used to go to the ECW arena in Philly all the time. And I got in from ECW, I got into all these tape traders, and that's how I got into like a lot of deathmatch stuff. Nice. And it's funny because now that stuff like grosses me out, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. But. <laughs> I don't know, when you're, like, 17, like, you're like, oh, it's bloody, and it's real, yeah, and, like, right, right. like, like you know, your friends be like, oh, wrestling's so fake, and it's like, oh, yeah, watch this watch guy this fall shit. off this, like, tractor trailer <laughs> into, like, 35 light bulbs, how are you gonna fake that? <laughs> right, yeah. And it's like, well, you don't, it's just really gross and unnecessary, but, like, you know, back then, it's like, yeah, it's fucking yeah. hardcore. Yeah. It's a different time, too, but... Oh, yeah, then, you know, I envy yeah. that, that, that age, though, I wish I, I had, like... I was like older to have like friends to watch it with in a way. I was and, so like, isolated. Get into the tape trading. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I was right at that end point. Well, it's just funny to me, and, and you know, I I also around that same time I was really into anime, which is something that I'm not like I can't stand. And they had out. a lot of good VHSs out, and too. that's exactly all right. that stuff commingled. You know, right. like I got into overseas wrestling, I got into anime, I got into a lot of uh, Japanese and Hong Kong live action movies like yeah it's kind of an, in a weird way like wrestling is kind of the nexus for like all of my interests because i'm still like very interested in foreign films and mm-hmm. and stuff like that uh not again not so much in anime it's just gotten oversaturated and annoying but like everything started with wrestling like yeah. it was like i went yeah. to comic book conventions and it was like the guys selling you know old g1 tapes or selling dragon ball z tapes or right. selling cheyenne fat movies and like all that went together so yeah and i got way into japanese wrestling because and, and ecw the same way because i think like ecw gave me my taste of like what i would consider like actual wrestling okay because i mean you had like guys like rob van dam and jerry lynn they were doing stuff that nobody in WWF oh, yeah. at the time was doing. Right. And, you know, 
just seeing that kind of stuff, it's just like, wait a minute. Like, there's a whole other thing besides just power bombs and suplexes and things like that. There's guys that are doing all these crazy moves. Right. And, you know, even, like, technical stuff you get into, you know. Because a lot of the Japanese stuff, if you get into, like, a lot of the more tournament stuff, they're doing, you know, chain wrestling. Again, that wasn't popular over here and stuff right. like that. So. Or the series of matches tell a story because they have so many tournaments. So exactly. Like, yeah, and just the, just the narratives were different, you know. In yeah. Japanese wrestling, they tell so, in, in a lot of cases, not all, but... They tell so much more of a story, like a sport tells a story. Like mm-hmm. I, I love, mm-hmm. I love actual sports too, and well, not sports entertainment. You know, like <laughs> baseball and football. And right, there's, right, right. There's cool. certain narratives that carry through, like a baseball game, right? That are only told through a sport with no words so much. It's just the drama between the competitors. Correct. And you get that in, I mean, you get that in regular in American wrestling, but I think it really carries through in a lot of Japanese wrestling because. You don't know what the announcers are saying. Right. But you can feel the emotion. You can see you yeah. know, through their facials and through different kind of things. And I, I just connected with all that stuff right, right away. And then I, uh, you know, I watched wrestling throughout my 20s, kind of took a break, and then came back probably five years ago. And now I'm still, like, way into it. So Yeah. Awesome. There's definitely dead zones in my yeah, wrestling viewing. Yeah. But, you know, everybody you, lapses. You catch bit. up for fast. Sure. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, because I kind of missed the whole like I, I have a, f- a fun window to my wrestling fandom in current times. When I just got out of it, when I was just weaning off of it, people were talking about CM Punk in the Indies. Okay, yeah. and okay. then when I got back, he was already been and gone. He was already like the biggest thing, and then over. Yeah, in WWE. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, so shit. like, it, like I remember on message boards and stuff, people were like, "This CM Punk guy's like the next big thing," and then I just kind of went to yeah. sleep. Yeah, and then I woke up and <laughs> he's gone. He's gone, and it's like, yeah. oh, I missed all that. And then I, you know, I got to go back through the network and watch a lot of his matches, which are really good. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. seems kind of insufferable, but yes, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. kind of, kind of a dick. But yeah, it had a, had a really good run. He's like the Alan Moore of uh, wrestling. Like everybody <laughs> sucks. Everybody's just ripping off my stuff. Like, <laughs> it's a very specific reference. But. True. I didn't get to see his like. Er, I, I saw. I guess seldom ROH stuff and then TNA. Yeah. When he I mean, was in he was TNA. In TNA. I didn't yeah, at the beginning. Wow. Yeah, yeah. At the beginning. He had a feud with Raven that carried over from Ring of Honor to TNA or from TNA to Ring of Honor. Wow. They they had a pretty epic the feud. The black box days. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they had some, some great, great matches. This is like 2003, I think. 2002, 2003. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I forgot about him and then I see him in ECW, WWE. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. I was like, this guy's going to be something over here. Yeah, and yeah. then, sure enough, they to go back definitely did Raven's them. match. Because I always loved Raven. I thought They're not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of the stuff in TNA at the beginning was, was a little pretty wonky. good. I've, yeah. Well, I've yeah. seen the, the stuff that I uh, I know from TNA is, is uh, problematic, as they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a great piece of, of I mean, I, I don't really want to get into it, but... Uh, there's a part where AJ Styles threatens a whole group with a chainsaw and then calls them a gay slur, yeah, which is yep, really yep, funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny, but it's just like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. And the faction that he's fighting against is called Sex, I think. Yep, yep. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Those are the terrible days. That's when I tuned out, and I was just done with wrestling for a long time. Yeah, yeah and I think so. that's where that whole AJ Styles, the gay community, I think that's where <laughs> that all stems from. Yeah, yeah. that radio <laughs> uh, So, you've just... 
you basically consume anything wrestling right oh, now? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't watch Impact. <laughs> don't <laughs> yeah. even need to say that. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, you know, I watch a little bit of ROH. I, I, anytime ROH comes around live, I watch mm-hmm. it. I find it hard to keep up with on TV. It is. Not yeah. that I even need to. But I'll watch, like, their big shows on uh, on the internet. And I'll okay. watch. I love New Japan. New Japan's probably my favorite promotion right now. I mean, I just, yeah. Yeah. I'm, like, consumed with New Japan. I wish, I wish they had a weekly show because I'd watch it. Like religiously, oh, but, yeah. Uh, I think like everybody else, I love NXT. Uh, I I want to love WWE a lot more than I do. <laughs> I think when they they do things right, it's so good. But like so often, like I can't watch Raw or SmackDown. Like I listen to uh, the review. What is it called now? That's post wrestling. I listen yeah. to their review shows, and if they talk about something that they like, I'll go back and watch it. But otherwise, like, just hearing them talk about it is, like, enough consumption of the storylines for right. me. Yeah. But I watch every pay-per-view. I never miss a pay-per-view. Yeah. Network specials. Network specials. <laughs> yeah, I try to watch the network specials myself, but I've easily been digesting ROH television. It's 50 minutes. It's it's nice and easy. I was the, thinking about yeah. getting Honor Club because they had oh, yeah, Manhattan the, Mayhem last night. Has that night. started yeah. yet? The, uh, it did start. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about doing the streaming service, but that's another $10. And I use the, the network here for Retromania yeah. aspects. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I want New Japan World too, so yeah. that's thirty dollars right yeah, there. I was yeah. like, wow, that's a lot for wrestling. I really wish. <laughs> yeah, when it's like ten bucks here, ten bucks there, it doesn't seem like that much. But then you like realize how much a month you're, you're I just, spending. I remember like, thinking what? like, oh, I'm gonna get rid of cable and save all this money, but then I have like all these streaming services. Yeah, exactly. So I like, I'm just spending <laughs> the same amount of money. I'm just, out that yeah. I'm just disseminating it in different yeah. ways. I really wish the that damn New Japan and I'm sure the Ring of Honor one does it. They they all need PlayStation apps. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I mean, I have a means to mirror it to my computer. Just put it on my damn PlayStation. It makes right, everything yeah. so much easier. That yeah. like just that all these companies. That's the first thing they need to strive for. Yeah. I find that uh, the network works best on the PlayStation. Yeah. Because I get the smart TV. It'll glitch sometimes, and then my computer it'll stop. I'm just like, yeah, jeez. It's gotten yeah. a lot better though. I remember. God, oh, three you, WrestleManias ago, it yeah. was like buffering every fucking oh, yeah. five minutes. The first one that they did, oh, I was having God. a terrible time yeah. with it. I made the mistake day one of the WWE Network. I was so excited that I decided I was going to call out of work. It was a month. <laughs> it was a Monday, and I was like, "I'm just gonna. This is gonna be the greatest day of my life. I'm gonna go back and watch all these old pay per views." And I like, I wake up and I'm like, "I'm signed up." It took it took me like two hours to sign up because the site kept crashing, oh and then God. I finally get signed up and I pull up Royal Rumble '94. Because that was my first pick. That's a good one. And uh, just like wouldn't play at all, like 30 seconds. Oh, so no. Like, oh. You're not even talking live stuff. You're talking about yeah, like, stuff yeah, they couldn't yeah, exactly. get. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It was Their like, bandwidth was just probably going crazy yeah, at the time. Yeah. It was brutal for the first, probably, I mean, the first few months for sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys find yourself, this is just a, a question I ask of everybody, do, do you guys watch anything on the network besides the, the network specials? Because like I find myself I, forgetting that I even have that. Yeah, yeah, the table for threes I try to catch every mm-hmm. now and then, but uh, they're so easy to digest. I can watch like five in a day. Yeah. and I'll be done for like it's done in an hour. Or so right, or an right. Hour or those two. are fun. I like um, that. table for three. I'll watch, and then anything old school I'll bring up. Yeah. Um, but they just recently did the the hidden gems. I try to keep up with. Mm-hmm. Like I watched a forty minute match with like. Uh, Luthez oh, wow. and oh, some nice. other people. So I'm Super like, old. I absorbed that. I was retro like, all right, that's not, yeah, that's, <laughs> retro, retro. <laughs> yeah, that's not too bad. Um, 
uh, and then they'll have they have the now they have the home classics on there. So yeah, it's like Coliseums. I haven't even yeah. gone oh, into wow. it. Oh wow! So I want to I want to check that yeah. stuff. I try to go into like the past. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm really all about. Like I I've watched all of WCCW, the World Class. Oh yeah, yeah. nice. Uh, and then I've done Mid South. Yeah. And NWA. Uh, now I'm getting through Mid Atlantic. Okay, so Smoky like, Mountain stuff in there. Yeah, too? Smoky yeah, Mountain. Yeah. The like. I'm trying to absorb all the old shit because all the old stuff is like basically what is recycled over time. Um, but they did a great job even back in the day. It's it's just cool to see how they innovated it, you know, right. or like how the origin of something came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, the um, the only Smoky Mountain thing I've ever watched was a, a New Jack promo when New Jack was in Smoky <laughs> oh, Mountain. Yeah, and he was like, "Shout out to OJ Simpson. Keep up, keep up the good work." <laughs> It's like, oh my god, that oh. might be the greatest heel promo I've ever yeah. heard. Very cool. That shit was so ridiculous. Shout out to yeah. O.J. Yeah. Simpson. Yeah. This was during the trial. Yeah. Oh my god. He <laughs> had a brief stay at any yeah. like promotion. Yeah, so. and then he like he killed some old man basically by yeah. hitting him in the head with a oh, chair. Oh, Gypsy Joe. Have you ever watched that match? It's no. Oh, it's, it's it's on botch. It's one of the botchamanias they show it. It's yeah, it's yeesh. it's uncomfortable to watch. Like, because Gypsy Joe is like in his like sixties yeah, at least. Yeah, and, and he's just. Like it's not even fun. It's just yeah. like he's just beating this old man. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. and then there's an he did something else where, I don't know. He was in some you know backwoods promotion and he beat some kid up that was like barely trained. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, oh no, that was yeah. ECW. Was that was that the Mass Transit? Yes. Mass oh Transit. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've seen that. Yeah, I haven't seen the one where he killed somebody. For, yeah. Well, he didn't. He didn't really kill him, but oh, okay. he, he gave yeah. him, he at least gave him, gave him some pudding brains. Yeah, close to New Jack has had like no fewer than like five attempted murders in the ring, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, almost himself when he jumped off that ba- balcony. Yeah, back in. Oh, God. <laughs> It's like the only thing, like the only thing of note he's ever done is like, hey, I jumped off a balcony one time, <laughs> and yeah. I came out. It's like to I did music. the same thing in high school, but you don't hear me bragging. <laughs> yeah. I just broke my arm. Fought to the ghetto boys. For yeah. Like, oh, that's right. Yeah. And then you know, what, no, he also went out to uh, Natural Born Killers for yeah. Dr. Dre and mm-hmm. uh, what was it, Tupac? Or maybe? I don't know. Yeah. It's like I remember that, and they used to play it through the whole match. Yeah. 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 That was his whole gimmick. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. All right, so let's get into what we're here for. What your pick? What, what's yeah. your pick, man? We got. I, the... I uh, well, I just wanted to do so. Talking about my fandom, this ties it uh, directly. My favorite wrestler in history to this day is Mick Foley. Okay, and it, it ties directly into me getting into deathmatch stuff. Nice, because I was like, I think one of the first tapes I got was that uh, King of the Deathmatch. It was like I. It wasn't FMW. It was like one of the other weird ones, like IGP. Not I. I can't remember. Okay. It was one of the other like far out deathmatch promotions. Foley actually talks about it in his first book. Yeah. Um. But it's gross. And like that's also where I got introduced to uh, Dark Mister Pogo, who was like who was my old screen name for like the longest time. <laughs> and like just a lot of and I think Onita was on that show. It might okay. have been FMW. But I remember it's called King of the Deathmatch. That's what it said on the yes. VHS tape. Yes. And I was like, I never, like, my eyes shot open. I'd never seen anything like this. Like, they're slamming each, I mean, everybody now, all these spots are, like, commonplace, which is terrifying. But, like, getting slammed into, like, barbed wire and, like, 
the barbed wire sticking into yeah. their arms, yeah. and it's just like oh that scar. God. That's where he got that scar on his uh, arm. Or like yeah. everybody knows that spot that Foley likes to do, how he lost his ear, where he gets tied up in the ropes. He yeah. does like the like the Jesus thing. Yeah, tied the up in the rope. He yeah. did that shit in barbed wire. Uh-huh. Like you know the thing where he kind of like rolls over yeah. the rope. There yep. he kind of, and he always gets his head caught. Yep. yep. Yeah. He did that in barbed wire. That's fucked up. That's insane. <laughs> so after, I mean, obviously at that point he was mankind in WWF. Yeah. And I was like, well, this I know this guy. This is Cactus Jack. This guy's fucking incredible. And then mm-hmm. from that point, you know, <laughs> this is how old I again. I'm almost 37. I went to the video store and I rented a bunch of his old WCW stuff. Like I just, I, I, I one of the shows I listened to, they just talked about um, one of the Super Brawls yes. where he wrestled Paul Orndorff. Okay, yeah, and yeah. he killed himself like he always did. I yeah. think that's what I de- what I like the most about Foley is I thought that he was a guy. It's like that, a false count anywhere match, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, but he did like a sunset flip onto concrete, mm-hmm. Oof. and it's just like he was a guy that always like didn't matter. He wasn't the most athletic guy. He wasn't the most gifted in-ring guy, but he gave everything oh, to yeah. every match. Totally agree. And I just, I think, like, even from a young age, like, you identify with that, like, right away. Or, like, anytime he was on a card in the Attitude Area, you're like, he's going to give you everything. The passion, like, yeah. You know, it goes from his feud with Austin to his feud with The Rock. Like, I mean, yeah. the freaking chair match where he got hit 70 times in the head with a chair, which is... Yep. Tough to watch in, our, yeah. in the current climate of uh, you know concussions and whatnot, but you're just but even still like watch that match. Mm-hmm. That match is nothing but passion. Like you're like it, it is one of the most emotional matches I've ever seen. Like you want to cry. You're like stop. Like right. stop this right. fucking match. Like, yeah. like Jim Ross is saying. Yeah. Like, but I mean, damn. and I think like it's it's uh it's what a good movie does. It's the suspension of disbelief. Yes. It makes you forget. That you're watching a fake wrestling match, oh, yeah. and the real emotion pours out, and I think that was always the case in Foley's matches. Yeah. And then when you didn't have like the ultra violence, he had the characters. He had heart and character. Like Mankind was an interesting character. He's like this self-deprecating weirdo that like wanted to hurt himself. I always yeah. thought that was like really fucked up because yeah. he'd he'd get in the corner, he'd start tearing his hair out, or he'd yeah, start his hair stabbing like, his leg. Real? Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, what is this? I've never seen a character yeah. like this yeah. before. And the shrieking. The shrieking yeah. into his mankind. Was <laughs> and scary. even the, the mask and his yeah. finishing move where he stuck his fingers down your throat. Like, they did like, a perfect what the, job. What yeah. is this guy? Like, it's yeah. so it's so weird. And yeah. then you got Dude Love, which was hilarious. And yeah. that whole narrative, and I could be wrong, but, you know, that all spurned from the Jim Ross interview where he was talking to Mick Foley as Mick Foley. That's where and I got into him. Yeah, I don't know. I, again, this is the part I could be wrong. This is the first time I can ever remember them breaking kayfabe and being like, "No, this isn't mankind. This is Mick Foley." Right, right. Yep. And that was a big deal to me as a, as a youngster. I was probably I don't know. I was probably 16, 15, something yep. like that. And I'm like, wait, they're like they're addressing us like we understand that this isn't real. So yeah, it even hit you at that age. And too, it's like so, that, yeah, that's, that's something that's else. Awesome. And then they use that in such a clever way. Um, because they blended reality with, you know, the fantasy of wrestling. Yeah. Because that fed into the dude love character. Like, this was his dream from a young age. So, yep. while it's super exaggerated, he turned into, like, this hippie cartoon character. <laughs> like, it's still... <laughs> Mercy. It, it's The best part is when he does his Titantron video yeah. where he takes his sunglasses <laughs> on and off. Yeah. But, like, he's... It's grounded in some kind of reality, right? Yeah. So yeah. there's something to it. And yeah. even... Even when he's, you know, the match we're going to watch, I think he's full on like corporate dude love and he's, he's, um, 
He's aligned with McMahon. Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. That'll be the second part. But it still brings a humility to his character where you're like, well, this is just a guy that really wants this. And like, I love that. And then, you know, you go back to Cactus Jack and that's perfect because he's like a guy at his limits and it like brings out the darkest part of him. Yep. And... I don't, there's just something, like, so fucking cool about that. Like, just as a narrative sense, you're just, like... Having I, those three It's characters. almost, like, too clever yeah. for wrestling. Like, oh, if, if, especially yeah. WWF. Like, yeah. and I gonna probably... I don't know, you know, obviously I don't know the backstory, but it. I feel like Foley was key involved in all this. Because he's Definitely. a real bright guy, and he's oh, a yeah. writer, and he's smart. You know, he Definitely. understands how story structure is. I feel like this was probably all his idea. There's no way that... Uh, What's his name? Russo. Russo wrote this shit. Dude, three <laughs> Oh my god. No, yeah. I tell you what. <laughs> there's gonna be this character dude love. Yeah. I was intrigued. I knew he was the same person. They made it clear and it was just like 10 years old. I'm like, man. Yeah. He, there's something there. Right. And I never got to see those death matches. I saw the recaps that they showed. Right. Or the, like the brief, brief ones. Little snippets. And that's where I was like, hmm. Yeah. And then so I never really even absorbed him in WCW until like later 98, 99 going to Blockbuster and seeing these WCW tapes because different regional Blockbusters had different shit so you didn't have access to anything. Well, I remember being a kid and just being like, it's so, you know, kids these days, they don't understand like so much is available right away. But (laughs) I remember being a kid and like wanting to take in wrestling and just renting the same fucking wrestling tapes over and over and over again because that's all I had. And sometimes I would go... And I grew up in the sticks. I grew up in Carroll County mostly. So I would drive like up here to different video stores right. just to hope that they had something new. Like yeah. I'd go way the hell out of my way yeah. just to like hope to get something different. And it was I like stayed a big at different deal. family members' house. Exactly. Like, oh. You got got a whole different selection. And and you know, like some video stores would only have like old WCW stuff. Like Blockbuster had a weird thing where they would have they had the weirdest selection of wrestling tapes. Like, they mm-hmm. never have what was, uh, act, what was like, current. But they'd always just have the weirdest cross-section of wrestling shit. Yeah. Did did your blockbuster... Hey! Hey! Sometimes we have uh, street fights going on upstairs. <laughs> Guys, settle it. Hey! Cut it! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, some blockbusters, like... Put it in special interests, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right. like which made it seem it would be, like it would weird. be right next to like the weird workout tapes, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, the like pseudo porn that they had at Blockbuster because yeah. they couldn't rent real porn. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you, you bring yeah. up some good points about Foley though, in that like uh, you know with the three characters, they almost like represent like three different motivations, and like sure. they like you know, dude, love is just like the kid who wants to be WWF champion at all costs and be yep. that rock star, live that life. Mankind just wants to create chaos and hurt himself. Cactus Jack just wants to hurt everyone else. Everybody else, yeah. So it's like, he's such a genius. The ego, the super ego. Yeah, Yeah. and like he propelled, he either made or propelled the careers of everybody, all the biggest names of the Attitude Era. Yeah, and I mean, if you think about it, like that is something that's kind of underappreciated. Like he and and Austin had a lot of great matches. Of course, Mm -hmm. probably his most like, noteworthy opponent was The Undertaker. Yeah. And, like, I think he made The Undertaker in the 90s because, again, like, I'm not the biggest Undertaker fan. Like, I feel like the guy's kind of limited and always has been. 
But Foley would just kill himself for The Undertaker. Dude, and you yeah. don't even remember The Undertaker. Like, what do you remember about their Hell in the Cell match? You don't remember anything The Undertaker yeah. did. You remember Foley jumping off the cage and getting slammed through the damn cage and his tooth yep. going through his friggin' nose. Yep. But, yep. like, The Undertaker was there. Like, that's a rub. Yeah. And, yeah. Th- and I think that selflessness is important. I think it, it, I don't know, for me, like, it shines. I think it's, it shows his personality, too. Like, what a mm. what a good guy he is. And I, I remember, I'm jumping all around, but I remember... When he won the title on that Raw, that was like a genuine, like emotional moment for oh, me. Yeah, I was yes. like, thank, like it's like if John C. Riley won an Oscar, you know, it's like <laughs> exactly. the guy that's always second fiddle. Like now he gets the finally shine. gets his moment, yeah. and it was yeah. awesome. And it was also like a great because I hated WCW at the time, you know, when they tried to undercut it. Like what a fucking you know yeah. scummy move. Like oh, they're yeah. gonna give their title to Cactus Jack. What a bunch of crap. Like. Yeah. And then everybody flipped the channel. Yeah. You have to see Cactus Jack win the belt. Yeah. yeah. It's just amazing around this time, um, and I've said it before, but it's 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 almost like comic book characters because you Absolutely. have like The Undertaker, this dead man, then his brother, and then his rival has three like facades, you know? Like <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. and then you have Stone Cold, then you have The Rock. Like all these characters were so essential Absolutely. for the storytelling yeah. and how they won wrestling like the ratings war. But just and, and but in the same way they were in the 80s, but like different somehow, you know? Yeah. Like, cuz characters were important in the 80s, but they weren't identifiable. They were just archetypes right you know what i mean where mm-hmm. the attitude era you had characters that had more guts to them at least they yes. felt that way you yes. know what i mean like yeah. stone cold stone cold was the as uh, jim ross always puts it the cool heel like you know, <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yeah. uh, but like he was a guy that was not just purely a good guy like mm-hmm. he had some some darkness to him mm-hmm. you know the undertaker the same way the undertaker was like the devil for f- 15 minutes or something yeah uh, but like that's interesting you know what i mean like that's the evolution of like what wrestling storytelling was like you still had like people don't think about the attitude era like the character age but i think it's probably just as much as the 80s you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. it's not the like the plumber and the hockey player wrestler <laughs> but like they're still like you just said they're still characters yeah. yeah that's something you know maybe it would be interesting to see more of that going forward as we move away from the reality era you know yes. maybe maybe there's a little too much reality going on i always right still now. get those selfie promos now oh, so. oh. god the worst <laughs> is the text on screen yeah i think we're getting into it a little bit yeah. more which kind of sucks but new japan definitely took the reins on the attitude era aspect and like took the storytelling with their characters um, they've done a good job with that they um, are what new japan does that i think is is the most important thing is they present their product like it's a real sport. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. understand that there's silly aspects to it. I mean, look at their six man tags, their goofball events. Yeah. Right. But like when it comes down to it, like every uh, you know every title defense is a main bout. It yes. feels like a yeah. title fight. Yeah. And you don't get that with WWE. And just with little tweaks, you could do that. Yeah. Little, yeah. I'm not talking about in ch- in changing your entire presentation. Just right. small tweaks in what's important and what isn't. Would fix the product in so presenting much. it, yeah, because yeah. uh, it's like you feel like in those title matches, you're like, damn, maybe he could win the title. Like maybe Trent Beretta could become the ROH champion, yeah. right? But, right. Uh, and then you're like, nah, like, uh, yeah, yeah. They they do a great job at that. Well, I mean, the, the Okada, you know, who's 
like the the weird like perma champion now. It looks like no one will ever beat him. When he got the belt, he was a guy that was like, wait, you're giving him the title, right? Like it yeah. was weird. Like you're gonna take it off of Tanahashi. Tanahashi's right. like Japanese yeah. John Cena. Like you're not gonna take it off Tanahashi. Now it's hard to see Okada lose. But right. the guy, but imagine the rub the guy's gonna get who beats him. <laughs> exactly. Like and but that's all built up. Like that's that's just so that's that's foresight. That's planning. That's th- think about. Think about this with the WWE. You had Charlotte, who had a undefeated streak on pay-per-view, yeah. which got squandered really fucking quick. Well, they, they, they pissed all over that women's title. Like it, There's been like 700 champions. In Think of what could have been with Asuka being undefeated against an undefeated streak of Charlotte right. still. And you yeah. know how hard of you to figure that out? You thought about that in two seconds. Right. Yeah. And they knew Asuka was coming. They, I'm sure they knew they were going to give her undefeated streak. It's like, ridiculous. Just, yeah. Think about things just a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it takes just a little bit of effort. I think that's what hurts the most. It's just like, yeah. it's like they don't care. Everything seems like, and when you, you hear a lot of the like behind the scenes stuff, it's like, oh, we didn't know the Royal Rumble rule winner was until the night of. It's like, right. the night of? Like, right. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The decision to end Undertaker's streak was like an hour before the show, I think. Yeah, I mean, that it kind was, of stuff just it, blows my mind. A lot of it comes back to Vince. I mean, Vince is like, or has been like living week to week on the ratings and like if something doesn't, doesn't, do well, then he's ready to just scrap the it ratings, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Ratings don't even matter anymore. It's yeah. different. It's a and different I, time, and I, I think mean, we're getting into that. Yeah. I think we'll all we can all agree that this show will be so much better once Vince is not. I'm not saying dead because that's yeah. a horrible thing to say, <laughs> but like when he's not around, because like look at look at what Hunter's done with yeah. with NXT. Right. Look what he's done with 205 Live. Right. Yeah. In two weeks, that show has become the most watchable WWE show. Yeah. Two weeks. It took him two weeks to turn that show around. Yeah, exactly. That's insane. Like, yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Um, and, um, like, we'll get into it as we recap this, but they mention, you know, uh, in 98, Vince had been the voice of WWE for 25 years. Yeah. So that, that's the brain. Yeah. So, flash forward another 20 years, yep. 25 years, 50 years, we've had his, like, insight yeah. on the commercial or the presentable form of wrestling. It's crazy to think about, isn't it? Yeah. And like, I mean, when, when you were a kid, did you know that Vince was the owner? Cause no. I didn't, I was no. like, what the guy that, the, the guy yeah. that was the commentator. I yeah. had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah, I think guy. it was like Mark Henry. I heard on like the Jericho podcast. And when he got signed to the WWE and he yeah. went to Connecticut <laughs> and Vince McMahon introduced himself and he's like, the what? The owner? <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, because he was like a fan. Like, he didn't know anything about wrestling. Yeah, you know, back then, it was hell. even more guarded. So, yeah, he's that like, what? He's Wait, the owner? If you're the owner, then why do you let Bobby Heenan shit all over yeah, you right. so much? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Vince yeah. is... You know, I, 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 you know, shitting on Vince is really easy. But I mean, the guy... Did a lot. The guy's no, amazing. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, but I'm just shitting on the, the. I think it's time for outlook of wrestling now. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah he's. I mean, there's a, a one of the dub, the specials on the network is a 24 with 24 seven. I think it's called a 357 with Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. and he's talking about the WrestleMania match that he had with Jericho last year, which was a pretty good match. Yeah, wasn't great. Pretty good. But like three fifty seven with a Kevin Owens. Sorry, you or, caught me with the seven. Or, 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 I like that. No, no, not seven. Like yeah, not seven. Uh, three sixty five. Three sixty five. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm living in space. My days yeah. are a little. My years. Are, a, let's give him nine days. My off. little. My years. Are, my years yeah. are a little off. But uh, yeah. he's talking about how he thought he did a really good job in that match, and it was a good match. But Vince was like, nah, like he didn't like it. Like he's Vince was the only person that didn't like it. And they and they say that you're literally when you're a performer for WWE. 
you're just performing for one guy. And if yeah. Vince doesn't like it, it's just torpedoed. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's crazy to me to think, like, Kevin Owens, to me, is one of their top performers. And he doubted himself for a whole year just because Vince didn't, like, one I did watch yeah. that. And, and his reactions were crazy. It was like... And that's like, yeah. Jesus Christ, like, you're going to shit on this guy? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So, so getting back to where we are, the good old days, the glory days, um, the Attitude Era, we launched back in, like, Jimmy and I, we, we covered the birth of Dude Love, yeah, yeah. Um, Cactus Jack, all these characters, Mankind, um, his arrival, and now the heels of the Attitude Era being birthed. Stone Cold won the title at WrestleMania. Um, and now this is the first pay-per-view after WrestleMania. It's Unforgiven. And they have Austin come out and Vince wants him to be corporate. So he yeah. has like the suit, the yeah. tux, everything. And they present this new WWF belt with the blue. What did you guys think about that at the time? It was, it was uh, cool. It was okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, it grew on me. In the hierarchy yeah. of WWE belts, it's not that bad. Yeah. I, I still yeah. prefer the old Eagle belt. That's probably my favorite. Yeah. I mean, Same my here. favorite belt ever is the big giant NWA belt. I think yes, that's like the best belt. But yeah. yeah. The current belt is hideous. I hate. But the uh, yeah, I know they're too plain. But this was pretty interesting. Was pretty cool. Yeah. I was I was kind of uh, as a child. I was like, whoa, they got rid of like that classic belt. Exactly. Yeah, I always yeah. known that belt. Yeah, because that had been around since WrestleMania three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that belt yeah. was like I had like a rep, like a toy, not like one of these replicas. Now that's like three hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> but I had like a plastic version of that. Right. And it was on like all my action figures. Yeah, the, that belt was iconic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, now we get this new leather blue uh, with the WWF symbol and then the big gold plaque. And what um, year, when did they start? Because didn't they had like specific, didn't Austin have a smoking skull belt? It gets yeah. later into the year. And then I remember there was a prototype for a Brahma bull belt that they never made. Yeah. And that thing was hideous. I've never been a fan of like guys having their own belts. No, so. it, like, it, it seems to be, it, it eliminates the, the importance of a title, right? Like right. if you your own you guys title. didn't like Jeff Hardy's belt? Oh, I don't even remember oh. that. <laughs> Jeff Hardy has his own belt? Oh, it was oh. his face. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, you have to look it up. I will. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. as bad as Jeff Hardy's band. There's <laughs> <laughs> music. Yeah. The um, so now it's Vince wanting Austin to turn corporate, but eh, eh. Uh, Austin doesn't go with it. He takes everything off and then stuns Vince and attacks him. Uh, this is like clear attitude era. We've got so much going on now. Shawn Michaels is out of the picture. Triple H is in head of DX. Shawn's yeah. hurt at this point, right? Like, he's presumably done. like done forever. Remember, yes, yeah, yes. Remember. Yeah. Uh, then we have The Undertaker and Kane carrying on their feud. And uh, we have the New Age Outlaws kind of taking out the LOD. Um, we still have Los Bariquas. Oh, God. And the, those guys just the DOA. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, the DOA. The never-ending feud. Yeah. Oh, Los Bariquas. So, we'll, I'm going to cover the first two Raws leading up to the Unforgiven uh, match that we'll do with Dude Love and Stone Cold Steve Austin for the title. Um, Philly, April 13th, Raw, 255. Stone Cold comes out first, and... This is his, like, peak badass. Right. Like, the crowd is just going crazy. He calls out Vince and asks the fans for a beer because he's sitting there waiting. He's like, I, I know Philly got a beer for me. <laughs> That's um, pretty good Austin. Yeah. yeah. 
not going to have Vince telling him what to do. He, he's he's the champion. He's going to do whatever he wants. So Vince like pops out. It's the most hilarious thing. It's like dark. And at the top of the ramp, you just see a head like pop out. And, he's like, and at the time, <laughs> me, me. I ate all this stuff up so yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, just glued. Like, you know, nowadays you have your 25-minute Raw promos. Mm-hmm. And you're like, is this ever going to end? But yeah. all this Austin stuff could go on for days. Yeah. I didn't. I just loved it. Every minute of it. As a child, I was flipping to WCW because I wanted to see wrestling. But now watching this, I'm like, this yeah. is classic. Gold. I mean, yeah. Stone Cold was so charismatic. Like, you know, such a such a great performer. Yeah, Vince um, comes out with Patterson and Briscoe, and then Sierra, Hotel, Indigo, <laughs> Shield, Armed Guards, actually. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Armed Guards. Mr. It's the SWAT team. It's Mr. two guys. Mac, yeah. <laughs> two SWAT guys behind Gerald Briscoe and uh, Pat Patterson, and um, they're in the ring, and Austin wants to know who he's going to fight at the next pay-per-view. They don't even have it set up, like two weeks to the day. Yeah. This is your new champion who's crowned at WrestleMania. Just beat Shawn Michaels. No yeah. challenger set up. Uh, Vince hasn't made up his mind yet. That is crazy. And he's got a laser pointer just hitting him in the face. Oh, oh God. I forgot laser about those pointer goddamn times. laser. Those things, yeah. Kids today will not understand how yeah. important laser pointers were back then. Yeah. And from that point on, probably, is when they started printing on the tickets. I remember on, on the actual right. tickets, no laser pointer Those pens. things were the fidget spinners of our time. Yeah. Yep. Um, so Vince says, you'll find out soon enough who your challenger is. Stone Cold calls Vince McMahon out on how he doesn't like him as the WWF champion. He doesn't like his his choice of language, his fingers, uh, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Obscene finger gestures. Stone Cold, this has got this guy Stone Cold thinking. And Vince wants someone like himself to be the champion because Vince himself wants to be the champion. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> but he's like, he's talking, he was like, he wants a champion that has Ivy League. Like, Vince is fucking Ivy League? No. No, 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 no. He's a carny. Well, he's like Trump. He wants to, like, act like he's Ivy <laughs> Yes, like, exactly. I mean, Vince is a much smarter guy than Trump, but he's exactly like him. Like, right. they're buddies because yeah. he's just a millionaire that wants to act like he's an elite. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, Stone Cold says, Vince, I bet you. Uh, before you gave me that new belt, you wore it at your house and you said, Honey, how do I look? And I bet she said, Like a jackass. <laughs> you know, all that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. I don't have any hard time. I was that. fucking yeah. dying laughing. Uh, Stone Cold. Like yeah. You just hear Linda saying it too. Yeah. Like a jackass. So Stone Cold goes on about defending the title and uh, he wants to do it uh, against Vince. So, you know. Quick trivia: Who was fifty-three years old, and their first match was a WWF title match? Fifty-three WWF. Besides title. Vince McMahon. Besides Vince. Besides yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what the hell? He's yeah. putting himself way over yeah. here. Well, he's, he went on to be a three-time champion. I think like once or twice because yeah. he yeah. got the belt eventually in the Attitude Era. Yeah. Yep. Then he beat. Didn't he beat Bobby Lashley for the belt? Well, he won the ECW title from That's Bobby Jesus Lashley. Christ. And then walked out on Brawl with a do-rag and the belt. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Vince, this is his first bit of, like, getting into that character, like, where he's really putting himself at the forefront. I mean, he really has, since Mike Tyson disappeared, since, uh, you know, the WrestleMania bit, now it's Austin and Vince McMahon themselves. So, right off the heels of where we were coming off of. Which uh, is, like, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. It's, like... It's the best and the worst, right? Because the Mr. McMahon Stone Cold stuff is incredible. 
Yeah. But because it's so good, they've been trying... Like, the McMahons being the evil power structure that's way too focused on still is carries on today. And it's just yeah. like... Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Yep. Nobody wants yeah, it anymore. 40, yeah. yeah. Like, it's it's no good. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. But it was so good back then, though. Like, mm-hmm. I... And and again, like I, I keep harping on like the the reality aspect, like him fighting his boss while we all knew it was silly and over the top. It has some, it's got a little bit of resonance, yeah. right? Like yeah. I want to fight my boss. I want to call my boss a jackass and drink a yeah. beer in the office and stun him you before dumb I leave. Ass, yeah. I'll beat your ass. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody can relate to that. Yeah. And, it, and like you know, for all his failings, McMahon played in perfectly to the, the character. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. So Stone Cold goes on and says, uh, you know, he'll defend the title tonight against Vince McMahon. Why Why not? But he can beat him with one arm behind his back. <laughs> he just brings that up. So we go to a commercial. But before we go to a commercial, I realized that uh, there was a sign in the audience that said, Stoned 316. Nice. I'm with stupid. <laughs> Very clever. That's a, yeah. it took, him a long, <laughs> took him a long time in the parking lot to figure that one out. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing will ever be better than Triple H fears turkey jizz. <laughs> Still Doesn't remember make that. Any one. fucking sense. That's awesome though. Uh, yeah, Vince comes out later in the night, um, April thirteenth. Mentions his heritage. Mentions his grandfather. Mentions his father. This is really a, like, you know, out of character for Vince at the time to mention that right. heritage. He's usually just behind the scenes now he's like the full character uh but he says a man's got to do what a man's got to do am i gonna fight stone cold steve austin tonight oh hell yeah and michael <laughs> cole goes he has no chance he has no chance in hell oh shit whoa, i was like whoa wow. holy shit maybe in about a year they'll come up with something for that that's that's pretty crazy. interesting yeah so we cut to Briscoe and Patterson backstage later in the night training Vince on some holes. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I remember that. It's like, <laughs> cut, cut the knee, cut the knee. Uh, yeah, and then about, uh, yeah, midway through the show we get a recap of last week with 10 3 two, one. I, I know it's ten ten three two one, but I don't remember ten three two one. This is like the precursor for it. It's it's Cactus Jack quitting. Uh, basically, he took a hard loss with him and Terry Funk at WrestleMania to the New uh, Age Outlaws. Chainsaw Charlie. Chainsaw Charlie. <laughs> that was so, that, that was that dumpster match, wasn't it? Where they took like yeah. Terry Funk took this unholy like dive into a dumpster. Yep. I'm pretty yeah. sure head first. Yep. So basically. Um, the the recap there is Cactus Jack quitting. He says, you know, he can't do it anymore, and he quits. Huh, interesting. So, we'll see what happens. Later in the night, uh, Dude Love comes out after a lot of stalling before the match between Vince and Austin. Um, Vince basically has Austin tie his hand behind his back, so Austin is at a disadvantage right now. Um Dude comes out and he's he's talking about the history of him and Austin because they were tag team champions. Yep, that's yeah. right. They that's were right. soulmates, yeah. as he says. And he says that Vince is the moneymaker, though. He's the guy who's cashing the checks. And Vince pushes Dude. This is odd. But then Dude goes to give a mandible claw to Vince. And Austin comes from behind and he turns around and gives the mandible claw to Austin. 
Which, again, is the grossest finishing move in all wrestling. He didn't wear a glove at this time, either. Uh, yeah. It was just bare hands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. You gotta really like somebody. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Vince and company go to leave, and Austin is getting beat down by uh, Dude Love, but Vince says, You stole it, dude! Like, you know, like he stole right. his he little stole moment. Scooping yeah. my heat. So, Austin fights back, and the brawl continues, and we go off the air. Interesting. But after there was, like, an attitude extra which Ooh. is after they went off the air okay. and it was some weird fucking dx comes down and attacks austin where do you think they aired that originally like on that some dvd they put it on or i something? guess extras yeah. you know they always keep the maybe the, live the, wire uh, yeah, yeah just, this was like a dark yeah. this, this yeah happened. this is so weird and um so dx comes out kane comes out and they're beating down austin lod comes out for the save and uh, one other Undertaker comes out for the save. Wow. So it's a four-on-four four match. Weird schmaz ending where, like, Austin just gives the stunner to Road Dog and one, two, three, the ref, like, there was no bell to begin. Yeah. It's just one, two, three, and the bell rings and they say who wins the That's match. Like, and let's, like, let's what go the, the fuck, fuck happened? Home. Like, yeah. five minutes out of nowhere, it just happened. I was That's just like, weird. wow, that's so weird. Um... Yeah, so then the next week after that, Raw 256, April 20th, 420, 1998. The guy in the crowd would be real happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nassau Coliseum, New York. We get a recap of the last week. Dude Love comes out at the beginning for the Love Shack. He's got his like I van and the beads. He had that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's awesome. And JR says, We found out late last week that Dude is the number one contender. So it's like, whoa, we, like, they just do this late last week all of a sudden. They just right. decide things. So the week before the pay-per-view, your champion just has a challenger now. See, but this goes back to what nice. we are talking about. Currently, is everything is just like, well, this is what we're going to do this week. Like, they right. don't think things ahead. Clearly, they were doing the same thing back then. They are yeah, probably true. scrambling for a... Uh, somebody for him to do and uh, yeah. to fight, and then it's like, well, we'll just do Foley. Like, yeah, I guess, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, he's going to challenge him at Unforgiven in six days, which is the match we're about to watch. Vince comes out and he finds dude five thousand dollars for interfering last week in his business. Jeez. Ow! And then Vince just leaves. Tough, but fair. dude says. The chicks were the reason that Dude <laughs> and Stone Cold have a wedge between them. <laughs> <laughs> so Dude was getting these voluptuous blondes, and Stone Cold was hanging out with a housewife. Jeez, Yikes. like some terrible fucking stuff. Yeah. And I see a sign in the crowd that says, vince -mania. I'm sure he was like, oh. Not That's a bad a idea. <laughs> <laughs> we get an advertisement for the WWF The Music Volume 2. Ooh. Ooh. That's a good I'm one. I'm pretty sure I had that on Me too. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big one. I was looking for that one. Uh, and then they're sponsored by 1-800-COLLECT. God, remember those? R.I.P. Yeah. The, so that, that uh, WWE The Music Volume 2, that was just the theme songs. That wasn't when they got into the era where they got like actual bands to start covering no, songs. Right? So yeah, that. volume two was like where they had theme songs that were kind of like a little more extended and they yeah. had a little extra oomph in yeah, the bridge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't then, later, then like it, oh. four and <laughs> five is so where we get... Do you guys remember the one with the Rocks song about yes. pie? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> terrible. terrible. I remember there was one with like, I think Redman was on a rock song. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, like I, I said the last time I was on your guys' show before we did the... Uh, the takeover and uh, Royal Rumble. It was Royal Rumble, right? Yeah. yeah. And the, the disturbed, the disturbed oh, Steve Austin song, yeah. which is an all-time classic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what were um, you thinking? The 
Oh, shit. I blanked on the themes. Uh, oh, oh, the the Wyclef Jean and yeah. oh, and The Rock. Have oh, you heard that? God. Yeah, that is terrible. It's real bad. Yeah, I know think there's a music video. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the one. There's a music video for that. Look it terrible. up. It is, oh Jesus! It is yeah, un- terrible. It is unbelievably horrible. I need to see that. Yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> so some interesting tidbit info on that week's episode of Raw. Dan Severn comes out. Oh. And has a has a fight, and he's out with the NWA World Heavyweight yeah. Champion, yeah. as well as the UFC Super Fight title no around way. his waist. Oh. I was like, this motherfucker's like the great shit. Sasuke coming yeah. out there with friggin' 1998. We yeah. get a UFC belt on WWE. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I remember the NWA title. I do not remember there being the Dan UFC Severn's belt. a guy criminally underused. I always thought he mm-hmm. could have been oh, a yeah. real like a real monster because like he did all he did some stuff. Before uh, before WWE in all Japan, it's mm-hmm. really fun to watch. Like it really blurs that shoot fight yes. line between yes, wrestling I've seen and those and I mean they're just clocking mm-hmm. each other. I mean it looks it looks really cool, but mm-hmm. uh, but still a wrestling match. Like it's not you can tell it's not a real fight, but like they're not they're you know it's like Rocky Four like where they're just they're just going at it like yeah. it's fake, but they're just like hey just hit me as hard as you can. Like, you know what <laughs> exactly. I mean? Like, um. So, yeah, that was an interesting bit of info just because of the UFC crossover that that's, we still have to this day. That's crazy. Yeah. And, well, like, the one that they kind of endorse, they, like, the, the, their relationship with the UFC is very strange. It is. Like, it they, is. They, 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 they work together, to but they don't. Yeah, yeah, it's very odd. Uh, so then we get the Warzone intro with that new song, Everyone Get On Your Feet, oh, like that uh, old, like... No, oh. it's not the, it's not, what was the, the, the one where I still to this day don't know what they're talking about. It's a lot, Oh no, this is That's after, this is one, after, yeah. 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 Bret um, Hart walking through like fire. Yeah. <laughs> so Stone Cold comes out and he says that dude and Vince uh, must be in cahoots. So he's got an idea of what might be happening. Uh, and he wants to get his hands on Vince and dude tonight. We'll see. The end of the night, Vince comes out for his last bit of commentary for a match between Steve Blackman and Dude Love. What a way to go out. What a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> way, way to go home, guys. <laughs> Steve Blackman comes out and you will feel the glow because he has those glow sticks. Oh, and they oh, put the lights oh, out and he's God. like... <laughs> he's, doing his, he's doing his katas. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Uh, dude Love comes out and they have someone of a match. Uh, Vince guarantees that something catastrophic will happen on Sunday at Unforgiven, and he will be ringside. So, dude has Blackman in an abdominal stretch, and the bell just rings. <gasps> Screwjob. Oh, oh, already oh, a playback already, yeah. to a screwjob. So, Couldn't wait to do Lord it. Lord knows that they love going back to that. Yeah. Austin comes out, brawls with dude, and Vince, uh, and then Stunner gets... Delivered to Pat and Gerald, and Vince gets out of the ring. Dude hits Austin from behind, and Vince leaves as Austin runs up the ramp, and we go off the air. Whew! Nice, nice. Wow, nice way to go home. Leaves you intrigued. I love the way that they ended that show. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. It's crazy to think of like a go home main event that was Steve Blackman. Like that's just, <laughs> that's just insane. I know. And the the abdominal stretch ending was just the playing off of the screw job yeah. and what could happen for Sunday. I like that though, but at the time, them like rehashing the screw job thing was still fresh. Uh, uh, well, yeah. uh, we talked about it. WCW did it later, like two months later at Starcade, yeah. and now we're in April. 
Ouch. of the following year, and yeah. we're getting it. And guess what? Later this year, we'll get it again. Uh, yep. Yep. Well, so. And several more times in the future oh, past God. that. They, yeah, it's they, crazy. They love it. They love yeah. it so much. It worked once, and now you're going back to the well. Yeah. Um, well, which is kind of the WWF, WWE's kind of thing. They always yeah. just go back to the well too much. Yep. Or rehash other people's ideas. Yeah. All right, so we're going to get into this match. Um, before we do, uh, Stone Cold comes out earlier in the night at Unforgiven, which is April 26, 1998, Greensboro, North Carolina, Coliseum, Greensboro, North Woo! Coliseum. Yeah. yeah, really. That's Nature Boy Country. 21,427 uh, 21, in attendance. Nice. Yeah. It's a good house. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we were talking about earlier... Unfortunately, Jimmy is out of power right now. Yeah. Still? And, yeah, uh, still. Still day three. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, they, they reported, BG, BG&E reported 60,000 <laughs> plus might have been out of... Holy they did the WWE type yeah. media <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there, there's about 400,000 people without power right now. Yeah, exactly. About Christ. one million people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. There's a total blackout in Baltimore. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, hopefully you'll get the power back on soon. But Need the power, brother. Yeah, so um, at at this first event here for this Unforgiven in your house, this is where they use the WWF scratched out logo on the actual flyer. So they had been using it for their advertising stuff. As you see, the turnbuckles here are still the old school WWF, but we're slowly changing into that I'm attitude. That hates that logo. Like, uh, I hate the logo. Yeah. Yes, I, I fucking I, hated I hate it, too. It. It's yeah. gross. I thought it was going to be brief. The yeah. gold, like the old vintage logo with the blue and the gold, I, oh, yeah. I, I they showed that that crappy Raw anniversary show they had at the, the, the Manhattan Center. They had the turnbuckles and that big neon sign with that logo. I'm like, oh, I miss that yeah. logo yep. so much. I love that logo. Yep. Yeah. The scratchy logo is just awful. So this is the first time you'll see it on a pay-per-view and for then on forever until it gets changed to the WWE and then, yeah, and then the it WWE remains Network. pretty much the same. It's pretty thing. much the same now. Yeah. They haven't changed yeah. it since. Yeah. So um, Stone Cold comes out in the middle of the event after the first match, uh, threatens the timekeeper. He says, if you <laughs> ring the bell on me, I will beat the shit. Yeah. So That's basically right, yeah. he's, he's saving tonight. Yeah. He's smart. He's a thinker. Like he's a thinker. Yeah. So we're going to get into the match here in a second. Let's uh, cue it up. Knows no pity. 
the inferno knows no remorse. Within the flames they will suffer. They, who went and one to rage, now share one punishment. True to Dante's epic saga, these warriors who pass through the burning gates of Hades will never return the same. There is no exit from the flame. You are simply transformed into the language of the fire. And now, 10321 presents WWF Unforgiven in your house, where the Undertaker will battle Kane in the first ever Inferno match. And where tonight, the owner of the World Wrestling Federation has promised an event of catastrophic proportions will occur sometime during Unforgiven. Forgiven with Stone Cold and Dude Love, and we're gonna go to the 20825 marker and we're gonna count down 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and then click. 20825 Live. Yes, 20825 This Tuesday on the network. <laughs> if you wanna tune in and watch the match with us, you can. It's 20825 on Unforgiven 1998. That's 20825, and then you'll count down with us. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Then click. Alright, get ready. Here we go. Alright, let's start it off. Let's count. Five, four, three, two, one, click. 
Jim Ross and uh, the King. The King, chest exposed. Spicy. Dude loved doing his spicy. He looks like a pizza box from the sixties. Like, what is he doing? Again, part of the charm of dude love is like literally everything is like, what the fuck is he doing? Ten three two one. Yeah, yep. the ten three two one blimp making its way uh, through again, the crowd. Again, kids will never know the uh, the collect call wars of the nineties. No. Oh no. We get a recap here, Austin. I had that shirt. The like the half, the half skull, like the Terminator, yeah. like fourteen. That was awful. Nice word art. Let me hold your arm up. <laughs> You're the champion. Fuck it. <laughs> Why even blur out the finger? You know? Yeah, yeah especially at this point. Yeah, on pay per view, no less. No. Yeah. At corporate Austin, which yeah. we would get uh, three years' time, I yeah. think. Yeah, something that even Austin admits was a bad idea. Yeah. I didn't mind it at the time. No. I was like, eh, it's you know what, it could work. And then he, like, had that, he, he like, embraced that comedy character yeah. with him and Kurt Angle. It was awesome. Yeah, that was great. That was good stuff. I always, like, he, he says it, you know, time and time again on his podcast where he was thinking about just swerving Vince at the last second. Yeah. And, like, and, like doubling what, down. What would have yeah. been. Yeah, like, that would have been crazy. Ooh, looks weird without the knee pads. <laughs> he looks like naked. Yeah. That's why I'm so glad like Cody Rhodes wears tights now. Yeah. Because the I mean like long pants because when he had like the short pants in the yeah. new, no knee pads it just like looked like a naked fool. Yeah. <laughs> or in your underwear. Yeah. And Vince was jacked. Oh. Still jacked. Yeah. He's like ninety years old and he's jacked yep. as shit. It, it, it's insane. 72 years old? I mean, he's on some he kind of oh, they, don't, sure. they don't test yeah. CEOs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you guys know there's, like, this guy who's, you know, alleging that, you know, he had several, has several clients on the WWE roster yeah. selling HGH, and one of them spends, like, $250,000 a year. It's gotta be Vince. It's gotta be Vince, yeah. Wow. Like, like, the only other person who could do that is Cena. Wow. Which maybe. You know, wow. But, that's crazy. And then I, is that related to the Mark Wahlberg Roman yeah. Reigns stuff? Yeah. And and Josh Dumel who showed up on Raw last week, which, which is, is so, so weird. weird. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to see a good Josh Dumel performance, look up that Taco Bell ad that he just did cuz it's the best piece oh of acting god. he's ever done. Oh my god. I thought done. it was a real fucking movie for It's a really bit. good. I would totally watch that movie. <laughs> Web of Fry. Oh, he does I forgot dude loved the Charleston. How can I forget? Yeah. yeah. So at the time, were you watching this live? Did you Absolutely. guys have access to the pay-per-view? Yeah. No, I, 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 that same group that we used to watch Raw, we'd, we'd all get together and chip in, you know, like everybody throw in, you know, five, ten bucks and get the pay-per-views. Awesome. Yeah. That way it wasn't that big a deal. Because I think at the time they were like, I think they were only like 40 bucks. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't until like later they got to like, I hit, I think they, before 60. the network, it was like $60, 60 for yeah. pay-per-view. Insane, yeah. Yeah, this is back when I still my uh, grandparents still had the black box. Nice. So still, uh, oh, that's even would, better. Yeah, pop a tape in and I would catch it. I just usually moved, like the next day. Yeah. Yeah. I had just moved in with my aunt and uncle. We had the back black box and yeah. I was watching them live, so I was like in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Also sneaking in at night and watching <laughs> the Spice Channel. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
we got some recaps of some old stuff here. Uh, <coughs> Austin and Vince, the storyline's gone back for some months now. Yeah. Going back to oh. M- MSG, it was September of 97. WWE's mm-hmm. Forgotten Son, Howard Finkel. Yeah. Like, embarrassed by nowadays, which is so weird. I know, but he did a lot for the company. He's so. amazing. I yeah. love his voice. Like, he, he to me is like the voice of WWEF, you know? And yeah. it's just yeah. like, they, they, he was on that network special. They didn't even show him on screen. It's like, what the fuck is the matter with you guys? Uh, here's your boy. Oh, yes. I love and So the, were you were you a dude love guy at the time? Absolutely. Or were you just, yeah. Well again, I was just I was all in on Foley and like I was the only one, all my friends hated him, like, no, this gimmick is stupid. <laughs> and like I I thought it was so genuinely funny. And his theme song, you can't really hear it now, but it was just like his dude love yeah, like, right. everything about it is so corny and stupid, but yeah. I just I thought it was great. I ate it up. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it too. I, it's, I think I even had the tie. I hate tie dye, but I think I had a dude love tie dye oh shirt. Oh my god, Hell that's yeah. awesome! And the big fake like drawn on love tattoo yes. is great. Yeah. So the story goes from Foley. I, I guess he is so committed to his character. He wanted to get the love tattoo. Oh my god! His wife wouldn't let him do it. <laughs> Damn, that is crazy. We got the toy right here, Jimmy. You brought yeah, the that toy is awesome. Dude love yeah, toy. The, the Jacks Pacific. Yes. Yeah. I, he doesn't have the tattoo, though. No, 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 no tattoo. He doesn't have the tattoo. The pants are a little darker, but... Uh, and he's very fit. I love the facial expression, Yeah, he's jacked. Yeah. Hey! Yeah, the facial expression's hey. great. Yeah. There was some sort of function with the arm here. Oh, oh, oh there you go. Oh, yeah, he does, yeah, like, a yeah, punch. Yeah. yeah. It's like a little European uppercut. A little up punch. <laughs> <laughs> You know, whatever. Whatever. Tarzan jerk off. Dude love. Alright. Do do with it what you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so dude love is sitting here waiting, uh, I guess Stone Cold, right? It's yeah, kind of amazing think. to think that Vince McMahon signed off on a character named Dude Love. Right? Yeah. I was like, this is so cheesy. This is when I was very pro WCW because uh, Brett had been screwed out of everything and yeah. Uh, yeah. the Sting incident happened with Hogan, so I was all into that. Um, yeah, Sorry, I was yeah. wasn't yeah. too keen on WWF. To well, at it. this point, you didn't realize that WC. Oh, nice uh, stars and bars sign <laughs> there in the crowd. That's that's, that's <laughs> redneck oh, at the top. Welcome Boy. to Greensboro. Yeah. Yikes! Uh, but uh, no. At the time, you didn't realize that uh, they were WCW was totally going to squander Bret Hart because they yeah. used him. They just oh, yeah. buried terrible. Him. It was terrible. Awful. His first feud with uh, Ric Flair had and what no a, heat. And what a shame! Because I mean, Bret Hart still yeah. to this day like one of the best. One of like the I best. always loved Bret Hart. Oh, this crowd is just fucking. And you wild. know how like before we were talking about how like styles of wrestling that you didn't see like Bret Hart is a guy that could go wrestle a match in New Japan at the time. Not that he did, but like he did he, early days. He yeah. he's right in that style. Like he could he could work. Like he's got a work rate that would work nowadays. Like, oh yeah, 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 you know what I mean. And True. even it, you know it's not even fair to say because Austin too because like if you go back, Austin was in a couple of G ones. Mm. And oh. there, he had a totally different style before he fucked his knees up. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a G1 match between him and Arn Anderson that's incredible. That's awesome. It's like, and it, yeah. it's back when he still had the long hair and everything. Yeah. But, like, he had a totally different style that he had to kind of adapt, kind of for two reasons. One, because his, you know, his body was kind of...
kind of breaking down. And two, yeah. because, you know, it's WWF style. Like, right. why are you going to do yeah. all the, like, crazy interlocking toe holds and all that stuff? Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that stuff's not getting over. I mean, yeah, exactly. Austin knew what worked. He, he had a good stomp. He had a good working punch. Yeah. I mean, and you really can't fuck with the, the stunner. That's a, one of the all-time best finishers. <laughs> Any kind of variation on the ace crusher. That's right. Yeah. Japanese all the way. <laughs> <laughs> now, if he took it on his back, it probably would have saved him a couple years. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. I mean, even now, I mean, like, the RKO is just a stunner. I know. Yeah. But uh, it's a great move. And Diamond like, Dallas Page, it, it, yeah. they came, like, really at the same time, so it's hard to say, like... Yeah. And, like, yeah, I always thought it was a, a, a damn shame that you never... Like, once DDP came over to WWF, he was another guy that wasn't oh, God. used well. But, like, so wasted. Can you imagine, like, uh, like, this is a fantasy booking, but, like, DDP <sighs> at this time... At his top face moment, fighting yeah. a Stone Cold like that oh, would have yeah. been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That was everybody's like, those two like guys dream would have been simulation. So amazing yeah. together, but you know, it just never worked. They they brought DDP over as this weird pervert. And like, yeah, yeah. Then <laughs> Undertaker kind of buried him. Then the European yeah. Championship, and that oh. was about it. I mean, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah. I thought to myself, well. Stone Cold's beating dude loves head in the mat I thought to myself at the time like DDP won the European title and I'm like okay maybe he's working his way up the belts you know with the card nah nah they don't do that god that blue leather is really off putting yeah they just showed the belt I think the the universal title was ugly even that like that exact body drop is weird to take like he Austin basically did like a spine buster that he didn't follow through with and just dropped fully on his back. <laughs> yeah. Kyoto the ref, not Hebner, so we don't have a screw drop potential. Yeah. But we'll see if uh, Kyoto stays alive. And we don't have any dead giveaways on the near falls. No, as, not yet. Yeah. As you pointed out in an earlier, in earlier episode. Oh, yeah, the Hebner count. The yeah. one, two, three. <laughs> oh, my three. Every fucking time. I'm sure both of you guys had the away. Earl Hebner TNA shirt I was in on it. Oh, God. <laughs> no way. Yeah. What an awful... Like, who, like, That's going to sell. Yeah. I wonder how many of those they I'm printed. Make the Earl Hebner t-shirt. Yeah. But I think like there's a certain sect of like wrestling fans that are kind of like Simpsons fans, where it's like the guy that makes the most obscure reference wins. Oh, absolutely. Right, you right. know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. a diehard Simpsons fan, and like it's, that, it's, that kind of stuff sells. Like. Yeah. I saw a guy the other day with a lemon tree tattoo. Like, that's it. It was just the oh lemon tree. And I'm God. like, Jesus oh. Christ, you, you win. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. Some hard-nosed brawling shit. Even if even since, like, his bring style changes, he still, like, you know, does some hard tumbles. Austin's in yeah. great shape here, too. He looks yeah. freaking just, like, He's goat. primed. Yeah, he's, he's on. He, this, is, this is the beginning of it. Yeah. He's on the run. Um Two of the best brawlers of all time. Absolutely. True. This is, Absolutely. Which True. Made, made this so much more fun. Quick bit. Oh, talk just about a the, scoop slam on the concrete. Like, oh. The Simpsons and the references. Like, wrestling is niche and Simpsons is niche. But, you know, having a wrestling reference is very niche. Like, Absolutely. And then getting into, like, Japanese wrestling oh. is even more niche. Like, yeah. there's, like... Uh, there is like niche nicheness in oh, wrestling. Yeah, you absolutely. can get into like big Japan, yeah. uh, like wrestling matches that are just like you know a water match. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's crazy. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. So I think my favorite, Ooh. my favorite. Oh God, is, is brutal DDT match that they did about six or seven years ago with Koto Bushi. Because Kota Ibushi's a lot older than people realize. Yeah, like, yeah, I think yeah. Most people think he's like in his 20s now. He's like 36. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I wish I looked as good as Kota Ibushi. <laughs> but uh, they did this match where Kota Ibushi basically did the raid. Like, he went through an apartment building and wrestled people in every apartment. Oh, my God. That's awesome. But here's the fun part, because it's DDT. It, the final stage, it was two of the wrestlers looking like they were banging each other. Oh, <laughs> and it's like, oh, um, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, excuse me? Oh, uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, DDT had some great stuff, especially, I mean, the Kenny Omega with the blow-up doll. That was yeah. Kenji, what, I forget the name of the doll, the Kenji. It's and, like, and then Kenny Omega with the little girl. That yeah. was in DDT, yeah. too. And then they even had, like, a ladder fall on somebody, and the ladder won a title. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Hit the guy in the head, yeah. and then falls on him, and the ref just counted one, two, three, and just handed the ladder to the... the Tanned the belt to ladder. I love yeah. shit like that. Like yeah. the ref just wanted to go home. Like, yeah. Uh, more brawling here as we still have the gas pipeline going under the oh. WWF. Yeah. <laughs> like, See, like the thing is though, you know, we just saw like two pretty gruesome spots that like he didn't even need to take. Like that no. hip toss onto the concrete and that scoop slam on the concrete, no. like got no reaction. No, yeah. people are just like ah, they're brawling. Like. But l- bet you his back and hips are like screaming. Oh, and yeah. there's no way oh. they can't be. But, I mean, Mick Foley just like conditioned himself. Like even before, like he talks about it in his book about like even before he started training, he was just like he would get on top of his car and just throw himself back. Oh my god! And jump off his car onto like the hard ground to like oh. practice taking back bumps. And now he can hardly walk. Yeah, yeah. Oh. he he hardly waddles. Yeah, he's. He's in good shape though now. He I was, yeah. yeah, I was happy to see him lose weight because he was looking pretty rough for a while there. I also didn't take that that last spot very well, but I did always like that <laughs> bulldog that he did. That like kind of slingshot bulldog mm-hmm. that was like one of his like signature yeah. moves. Yeah, so, I like that a lot. But Austin like didn't plan. He kind of took it on his knee and made it look weird. <laughs> But that's one of those moves that's kind of like a pedigree where sometimes it just like it just looks weird how they yeah. take it and it kind of ruins the move. Yeah. Got to know your opponent's fit moves, really. That's, talk- I think that's the familiarity. like, Yeah. Because people call their other, other people's spots for them. So True. Like, knowing yeah. your opponent's moves is very important. But talking about Foley again, like talking about the pedigree... God, Foley, oh, Foley must have told Triple H, no, just kill me with the pedigree. Because he always did the full pedigree oh, where he just face took, first. took oh, his yeah. whole face in. Yeah. It was just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Nice spot calling from Austin here. Switcheroo. Yeah. That Ooh. was good. That was good. Oh, you know, it was cool. Um, I, I, in, interesting, at least for me. Watched ROH, and it was a match. Uh, no, it was the... It was the tag match of Marty Skrull and Cody against the Golden Lovers. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that. I haven't seen it. I, okay. I haven't. Great match. Yeah. The exchange between Kota, Abushi and um, Marty Skrull is all based off of slaps. So it's the chain wrestling. And every time someone slaps means you're changing momentum of who's taking control. So you hear like the slapping going on. And it's just like back and forth, back and forth, and you can see them like slapping their leg, like <laughs> slapping their arm. Like if I just like was amazed, like this sequence that lasted like ten minutes. That's it was awesome. awesome. Yeah, Marty Scroll was super talented. Yeah. yeah, and it's just the way for them to communicate with the, you know Austin the just language spit barrier into the ref's face. Oh my <laughs> god! 
Mr. McMahon. Yes. These two are so so. Intercontinental champion. This is what's going to be catastrophic. <laughs> catastrophic. Pat Patterson with his weird accent. I forget where he's actually from. Monster, or f- Quebec. Quebec. Oh, yeah. He's from Quebec. Yeah. It's going to be over the moon. Vince was over the moon with the match. And then you got this, like, southerner from Georgia. (laughs) They had for a while, like, if you you blink your eyes, you missed it, but they had a Briscoe Brothers garage t-shirt for sale. I really wish I bought that shirt. Uh Uh-oh. See, I like this. They're showing the like the the they got Vince. They're showing the the the, the this bell is a guy. Replay to Screwjob. Yeah. The grin on Vince's face as he's like side eyeing the bellkeeper. It's just yeah. oh, perfect facial facial actions yeah. there. As uh, as is the norm with Vince. I remember like you're asking me if I was like team dude love back then. I remember being upset that they were making him a bad guy because I was like, well, he's not gonna win. Right. It's like. He's a heel. There's no way Austin's going to lose. Uh, we'll see more details in the Oof, second part. God, even like even like simple stuff like clotheslines yeah. he's taking way too yeah. hard. It's a it's a running theme the when I'm watching. The velocity of him yeah. falling back is just... Whew. It's, a, it's a running theme when I'm watching live wrestling events, but I'm like, when they take a spot that's too hard, I'm always like, guys, it ain't, it ain't real. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah. Mostly when it's what Sasha Banks matches, because she's going to kill herself. Oh, oh God. my God. Because yeah. she's like nothing. She weighs nothing, and she yeah. just takes these spots where it's like, Jesus, cr- calm down, Sasha. Please, yeah. we love you. See what's going on? What is going on with the screen? They're about to cut. They've done this a couple times. They're about to cut to a replay, but for some reason they got to like key it up. For like a minute beforehand, yeah. At least that's what they've done before. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Posts were a lot better before they had those stupid LED screens. Oh my on god, it. Just, I oh, hate yeah. that. And then now everybody takes a shoulder, like shoulder plunge into the post. Every it's like, yeah, it's like every match. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. See. Yeah. Oh wow, it took forever. You know, Vince is just to get the nervous He's not watching something that they already showed. Like it was like clear as day. Like you didn't need to cut to that at all. (laughs) That was so pointless. You know, Vince has probably still got his earpiece in. Oh, cut to that guy. Uh, I don't know if he can see, but yeah, (laughs) disappointed. (laughs) Goddamn flashback. Can't wait for the XFL to start. I'm not excited about that XFL. Of course not. Why would you be? It's going to be horrible. Like, it's the worst. I thought it was a joke. Like, I thought that was just a rumor, and I'm like, really? Yeah, it's still, like, hard to believe that it's actually happening. Did you guys hear the newest rumor? That Fox might be buying the WWE? Oh, I heard about that, actually. That actually could be, like, one of the best things that ever happened to them. Because that would be interesting. It would definitely, it would inject some new life into the product. Yeah, it would change the sports aspect. Yeah. Put, put Raw to two hours mm-hmm. potentially. Oh, uh, I, I yeah. would watch it again. Yeah. There's a reason why I generally I, I watch SmackDown because it's shorter. Yeah. Like, you know, I watch NXT because it's shorter. Watching three hours of Raw is just yeah. too much to ask of anybody. It's a bit much. I mean, if like, like I like you know, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones, but if they were like, hey, this week's episode is three hours long and so is next week, I'd be like, yeah. yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be watching that. Yeah. 
<laughs> Look at you now, damn it. We need Seth Rollins out here with his laugh. Right? <laughs> Seth Rollins was probably, what, like 14 when this happened? Yeah, like, right. Jumping on his trampoline, doing baby, wrestling moves. Baby, yeah, jumping on his trampoline, doing shooting star presses. <laughs> well, of course, we're going to give them what they want for a little bit. I mean, we were um, salivating for for Austin to just kill Vince. Yeah, oh, yeah. they really they 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 brought it to a boil. It was awesome. This set is something else. Yeah, what is that? It's like some jungle. <laughs> it looks like yeah, it looks like a like a Spencer's gift <laughs> for the Halloween set. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is that? Nothing will ever beat the SmackDown giant fist. Oh my god. That was amazing. (laughs) What the fuck was that? Can't let the tail tail bite the dead dog. dog. I thought he said bite the dog. Well, that too. Either way, it makes zero sense. (laughs) I don't understand either (laughs) one. Oh my god. Oh. Oh. Hey, he's uh, shades of Carl Anderson right there. Yeah. So that spot that they were teasing in that uh, that uh, Paul Orndorff Cactus Jack match I mentioned, he actually takes the suplex from the inside of the ring to the outside of the ring. Ooh, wow! I think they'll 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 probably go back to that well again. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. And there was no padding at that point. Oh, that was the concrete days. Well, that was probably the A suplex Bill Watts days. Yeah, he, like I think this was the f- the first Bill. Like I think. I think that that particular pay-per-view was like the first Bill Watts uh, pay-per-view. Or wow. who was the guy after? Not, was the, who was the guy after Watts? Uh, <sighs> possibly Dusty for a Maybe little bit. Maybe Bill. I don't know. Yeah. Jim Hurd was like... Jim Hurd was the guy before that was like super racist and homophobic, right? Yeah. So then it was Bill Watts after Jim Hurd. Yeah. So no, it was Bill Watts. You're right. Hey... What does that say? Hey, GPC. What the hell does GPC mean? Some strange 90s acronym. Did either of you guys go to professional wrestling events during the Attitude Era? We talked about it on one episode. Uh, I was able to see 99 Yeah, uh, was the earliest for the, me. The and s- then you went to... Yeah, I went to a house show in 98. Okay. Yeah, 98, nice. 99, yeah. The sign stuff was... So obnoxious back then. Oh, oh god, yeah. yeah. Like you could go to a show and you I you just couldn't see anything. So yeah. everybody, everybody had a goddamn sign. Yeah. It was Luckily like, I went to a house show so there wasn't many signs. People would still bring yeah, signs to house shows too sometimes yeah. though. Yeah. People would still bring signs. People but there was still some, yeah. I went to one of the pay per views in like ninety Oh my god. I think it was like ninety seven WWE had a yeah. pay per view at the Baltimore Arena. I can't remember which one it was. But Starcade usually was there. Well, this was this was like a post. Maybe it wasn't. No, it was definitely WWE. But or queuing up for a replay again. Yeah. But it was it was awful because yeah. we couldn't see anything, and we had decent seats, and it was like ridiculous. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's like I mean, it's like it's today. It's not signs as much as it is like you know these fucking like stupid chants that like people try oh, yeah. to get, which is just like, as annoying. Some chants are great, but then there's like you get the crowd that's like trying to get themselves over. And it's not just it was attention. the same thing back yeah. then. Yeah, no, it's no, like it's fans a... always want to like you know put what? themselves over. Mm. Oh <laughs> God! 
His ass has got to be black and blue the next, even right now, probably. I just don't know how, like, like how does he even, like, get around? Like, after, yeah. Matt, like, after, right after doing that, I'd be like, ah, yeah. ah, like, in, like, graveling for, like, 20 minutes. I mean, yeah. you can understand why the guy's, like, you know, his legs barely work nowadays. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, man. But again, like, there's no, like, give up in him at all. Like, he's yeah. he's queuing up the band for sweet yeah. shin music, for God's <laughs> yeah. sakes. Like, which, stomping which the Which is same. hilarious, by the way. Like, him stealing uh, the queuing up the band is way better than Ziggler doing it. Oh, yeah. Totally. Ziggler's oh. terrible with that. Hey, Ziggler, you can just stop after. Ziggler is terrible. Like, that guy is colder than cold. Yeah. That guy is turkey lunch meat. That guy I can't is, believe yeah. what they're doing. Just, and then the, we're having another fucking, like, multi-man match. I yeah. have absolutely no idea what his fucking character is or what it's supposed oh. to be. Oh, God. Ah. See, yeah. he put a glove back on, though. He's got the glove on. <laughs> like, Austin's probably like, dude. Like, yeah, I don't want your At least put the hand. fucking glove on your two fingers that you jam down my throat. <laughs> For some reason, I remember Dude Love using the double arm DDT, but I think that was just in the video game. Cactus Jack had that finish. Right, right. Yeah, Mankind did, too. I don't know if the dude ever... I don't think the dude yeah. did. Mankind used it as transition, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a good finisher. Yeah. Oh, trust me, the double arm DDT was, like, my go-to when I was, like, a wrestling character as a kid. Yeah, like, yeah. trampoline wrestling. <laughs> yeah. That was my thing. Yeah. I like that uh, that weird hammerlock suplex DDT that uh, CN almost uses now. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah. cool, like, that variation of the... It's, it's like a single arm DDT. I yeah. like that a lot. I've always liked the aspect of the, well... Knees to the gut DDT. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like, like a, almost a code breaker DDT. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, some combo moves. Uh, we were talking about live stuff, and it just made me think. Like the one Attitude Era show that we went to, uh, it was my uncle who is a complete goof, and he's like, he's like hilarious. And then my next door neighbor who was a cop. Oh, and he was interested in wrestling, and, you know, I always talked to him, and he was just like, I'm like 15 or 16 at the time, and we were just like, all right, let's all go. You know, my grandmother got the tickets from yeah. her building management, so we had access. So we go to the show, and the whole time, my neighbor's like, uh, who who would you want? To- oh, oh, my this. God. Took a cold shot yeah. to, the to the fucking head. Jesus. Yeah, the crowd is going wild. Put that in the file for the fact that, you know, Vince... Never has anybody do stuff that he wouldn't do himself. Exactly. Uh, Vince took oh, that, oh, Vince took that crazy ass Kevin Owens headbutt to the yeah. to the head. Yeah. Fortunately, we don't I like get these that. idiots cheering like yeah. he won the match. Well, Stone Cold can't count. <laughs> Wait, they're what? playing the music. Attitude error rules. Excuse me. <laughs> That's ridiculous. What? Um, That's, there must have been a stipulation that we missed or something. Nah, I don't think so, man. I think they just like fucking went with that. I think they'll they'll call this a no contest. The referee will wake up. Yeah. Well, this wasn't the blow off of the, no, the dude. Love we have Austin one more, thing, which so. we'll cover in another episode. Yeah. 
A good match, though. A good, solid yeah. match. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great brawling. and It's all brawling for Stone Cold yeah. after, the, after that point. But, like, it never really had any lulls. Like, no. it's something that I, I wish a lot more matches in the current era would follow up on. Like, a lot of times these guys that, that don't really have a big moveset, they always go into these rest holds and shit. It's like, there was no rest holds in that. Like, it just went. Yeah. You know what it, I mean? It was able to make sense of why they were going in and out of the ring exactly. and back and up and down because it was like this, like... It, they you you fell into the suplex and rolled this way and yeah. now we're fighting over here. It's, it's, and it's, it's, uh, like, it's, it's and then yeah. it's it's, yes. it's the best way to write a, a screenplay. Yes. It's like and yes, this and. happened and this happened. That's what they're doing yeah. in the ring. You're like yeah. this and this happened and this happened. There's nothing everything flows. Totally. There's a momentum that works. And like we're all invested in this. Out. Like I, I don't how many times have, have you guys watched the match and you're just like like looking at your watch, like oh God. like on your phone, checking Facebook, like the elimination chamber. I was even like, Ugh. I mean, that was like a twenty minute match, and it just flew by. Yeah, like it was just like, and it, it it didn't have any four fifties. It didn't have any like crazy no. No. like Canadian destroyers or you know anything. It was nutty. just bump time. It was yeah. just yeah. I mean, yeah. Foley took some crazy bumps. Vince got hit in the head with a chair, which is pretty <laughs> nuts. Yeah. Um. Oh, here we go. All right, so for a shitty Stone finish, that's pretty good. That's yeah. still a pretty good finish. Yeah. So Dude Love wins via DQ. Which which makes him the lineal WWF <laughs> yeah. champion at the time. Wow. You ever looked at those like lineal oh, champion yeah. oh, charts? Yeah. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. Crazy. <laughs> we'll see if Austin can get his win back lineal. <laughs> um, Vince wow. is selling this like a corpse, man. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't been up yet, but he's really giving. Surprised this, a this lot crazy of ass didn't blade. No yeah. one check out the shot. Jeez. Oh God! I mean, it's that the was very a, top of his head. That was a real even, shot. Yeah, even then, still fit. Like you said, 53, 53 years old. Yeah. Oh my God! And then fully taking a stunner yeah. like a he champ. takes it. Yeah, yeah. Takes like it so well. <laughs> I mean, he just went down like, like like the the thing that always sucks about people taking stunners is they bounce back. Yeah, and they make it look really yeah. silly. But like yeah. he took it like straight on his chin, straight down. Then you guys see that uh, AJ Styles Rusev house show match that people had footage of where he took a stunner and he like, like rolled the out of the yeah, ring. Like the I rock, thought that was yeah. hilarious. Uh, Rusev is on the top of the list of the criminally underused oh, guys no, on I the know. roster because that guy is amazing. He also lives possibly the most charmed life I've ever seen. I know. <laughs> it's like that guy following that guy on Instagram is just like Jesus Christ. I wish I was you. Did you <laughs> see the recent photo where he's holding her up like upside down? Oh, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Lana is amazing. Yeah, she seems like a sweet person, and she's super hot. Did you see the the video that she posted? I think it was probably from one of those like Total Diva shows. She was like driving home. And she drives past their house, and Rusev is mowing the lawn in his underpants. <laughs> it's just That's like, she like does like a double take, and it's just he's just out there mowing his lawn. <laughs> oh my god, Vince is selling this like death. Yeah. Listening to Lana talk without her accent is really weird because she doesn't. She, that to put so on. Different. She's like she's from like Florida or something, yeah. but she can speak. Have you ever heard her music from before she, she was music? Oh my god! Before she was in the WWE, it's the ter- it's the most terrible pop music I've oh, ever heard. I have to check that out. But yeah, no, she's like she's American, but she legit speaks Russian. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. 
know. Lana is the one that's rigging our elections. Let her, let her have it. <laughs> she's, a, she's a treasure. <laughs> Suppose you work at a gas station like most of these fans. <laughs> what you gonna do to your boss? Jerry, who's manning all the Texacos if they're at the pay-per-view? Right. That's hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah, God. He, he, <laughs> oh, my God. Vince should do, like, the fucking, uh, what was that NFL guy that broke his neck? He, like, the thumbs the up. The thumbs up yeah. at the end. Classic. <laughs> that would have been great. I forgot about Commissioner Sergeant Slaughter at this point. Yeah, time. he's still in play. He, Toward the end of his uh, he'll fit He'll fizzle out a little bit, yeah. yeah. I love how the dude is, is showing concern. Yeah, still playing into this uh, are they in cahoots stuff. Yeah, which will only go further, like we talked about. Like that, He'll go full-on corporate dude love. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, corporate dude. So as we're wrapping up here, yeah, we're going to follow up on another bonus episode in about a week or so with you, and uh, we'll do the next match that they do at Over the Edge 1998. Yes. Yeah, this wanna... shot one more time. God, I mean, he, like, he clobbered him. When you first saw it, it looked like that Foley took some of it, but no. No, It was all McMahon. Yeah, that's a great way to end a fucking pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. And I think that pay-per-view is only two hours long. God, can you imagine? 2.45. Oh, man. not not Nowadays, where they're, like, five and a half hours long. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like... It's crazy. But, yeah. Yeah, so thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. we'll, We'll be back again, and we'll go over the... The follow-up from this show, the lead-up into Over the Edge, which is a couple exciting things that happen. Like you said, we get the corporate stuff, and then we get the carry-on of Dude Love and Mick Foley story. And uh, Yeah, and, and then after cold. that, right, after the Dude Love stuff, eventually you get to the corporate mankind stuff, and that's where you get Mr. Socko and all that stuff, which yep. is brilliant. And then the hospital stuff. Uh, oh, in- the hospital interesting stuff note. So good. The, the clip that I saw for the Raw 257 that's coming up the night after this Unforgiven, it's the uh, DX in the tank and the, the, oh, wow. the army jeep. Sorry, it's yeah. not a tank. It's not a yeah. tank. <laughs> he, he said it's a tank and then Botchamania shows it back and it's yeah. the jeep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's the night where they go role. on the jeep. Yeah. So everything is really unfolding right now. Like Attitude Era is at the peak. And I just don't remember it all happening at that time. No. The same time now, like. Uh, you know, then I'm thinking like it happened like so long, but yeah. they really threw a lot in at this time. Like, yeah, and that whole like DX invading WCW, like it's one of those things where I really wish like I could talk to those guys, like just like we're talking now, because like right. how much of it is kayfabe and not? Because like if you listen to you know Nash and all those guys, they didn't know any, they didn't right. know about any right. of it, and it was all legit. That, yeah, and I'm like. Yeah. If that's true, that's incredible, but it's wrestling, and I don't buy it for a second. Yeah, like, yeah. I I want to. I want to believe, to. you know? Because yeah. that segment was amazing. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't believe for a second that, like, Hall and Nash, and they, I, yeah, I don't believe that they didn't know, but I'm sure, you know, there were so many people in WCW's roster at that time, yeah. too, that you know, I'm sure some of them didn't know. Well, if, you, if you watch that, uh, if you've seen, it's on the network, that, like, Monday Night Wars thing. Yeah. Like, they, t- the, the WCW guys act like, we were all in the hallway waiting for a fight. It's like, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no, you weren't. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, um, so, uh, saying essential to the 90, 1998 timeline, I'll do a, 
uh, steal a gimmick and do a Jerry uh, Springer. There you go. Final thoughts? Oh, Anybody's final, final thoughts of the match? <laughs> have, uh, anything going on? I, I mean, I think that Vince is a lunatic. And for, for an old man to take a top-of-his-head chair shot for essentially no reason. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Honestly, if you could have the same reaction as if somehow Vince was holding up Dude Love and Stone Cold just clocked him, stunner through the table, just yeah. put any kind, but like no, or we're gonna like hit him in the shot to the back. We're gonna, yeah. And yeah. literally any physical contact would have gotten the exact same reaction right. from that crowd. But no, we're chair gonna give shot. you a chair shot to your head, yeah. top of the head. And I mean, like I know this is before fucking tell the truth, but like no, like. Think about that, like a chair shot full on to a 55-year-old, 53-year-old man. Yeah. It's insane. Like, yep. Vince is a nut. Yep. Vince is totally insane. Yeah. Jimmy, final thoughts? Bonkers, yeah. I mean, that, that shot is like a it's, it's shocking way to end a pay-per-view and to like get people to like keep the momentum going into Raw, like, which I think a lot of pay-per-views don't do that now. No. Like, there's not that That's big that big hook to lead into the next episode of Raw. Yeah. Um, so that was just a great way to end it. And a, Really, really fun match with, like I said, two of the best brawlers of all time. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't get a recap of a uh, Raw Talk with Dude Love coming out <laughs> yeah. saying he's still challenging for the title. I don't know, Daddy O. <laughs> I'm glad that you pointed that out, though, because that's something I haven't really thought about. Because, like, it used to be when Raw was at its best, the pay-per-views would make you want yeah. to watch Raw. Yeah. Like, you'd be like, I can't wait to see what happens. But that doesn't really happen anymore. Now it's like we're kind of building to a network yeah. special. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, but that's like a big thing, right? Like, I mean, you had that thing that happened with Ronda, but they didn't follow up with that for two weeks. Right, Dude, yeah. And, like, I know she wasn't, I know the behind the scenes that she wasn't contractually obligated to be there. Or, or that's not the right way, but she she couldn't be there. Right. They already knew that. So why even have a fucking angle there that night? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make it. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a lot of stuff that we still complain about to this day. That's why I might have a solution. Uh, so uh, we'll be we'll be coming back, Jimmy and I, uh, for second season. Then yeah. we'll be joined again by TJ for the follow up episode yeah. where we'll go over over the edge and recap of everything that's happened before then. Uh, right after this, and yeah, so I think I got an idea for maybe a, a, a another podcast where. We're going to be talking about NJPW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and going over the history of Japanese Pursuo Wrestling and uh, certain famous matches and things that build what is the foundation for New Japan Wrestling and Japanese Wrestling now. Uh, some key essential things. I'll go over like the, the New Japan tournament that's coming up and yeah. follow them. And as well as I'll, I'll follow ROH because that correlates. And it's an easy show to digest for me. So we'll be calling that one Gaijin Radio. I like that. That's and uh, yeah. You, so. you should take our old our old show that we don't use anymore. We have the Burning Hammer podcast. The Burning Hammer. I like oh, that. Because uh, we loved it. Yeah, you feel free to use the name. But that's like the best move ever, right? Oh, oh yeah. Hammer. Like that, that whole concept was so great to me. That like, oh, there's this guy that uses this move like once every six years. And he's yeah. only used it four times. Yeah. No one's ever kicked out of it. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. And then some asshole in the WWE used it in like two. 2006. Oh you, my god, I you forget that. his name, but yeah, it was like, oh wait, somebody else used the Brian Kendrick. Yeah. Brian Kendrick broke it out in the uh, Cruiserweight Classic, I think. That's yeah, right, he yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, he wow. killed the guy with yeah. it too. It looked horrendous. Yeah. 
I'll have to I'll have to recap that one. I, I think I watched that through and through, so I I, I definitely saw that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So stay tuned for Gaijin Radio as well as Retromania will be coming back with season two and some more bonus episodes. Yes. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. As always, you can find us on moholeradio.com. You can Boom. find Jimmy on the Twitter at Jimmy underscore Price and TJ. Where where can we find you? Multiple places. In my apartment. Most of the time. Uh, Radio, uh, movie the podcast. Um, I have a Twitter. I never use it. I think it's Topo underscore Poops. <laughs> um, uh, Facebook is uh, Arta L Topo. You can find me there. You can find nice. me all over the place. Nice. I'm literally everywhere. Yeah, I just I just like scatter shot. I'm like that that power up you got in Contra. You just <laughs> shoot everywhere. Yeah, uh, TJ's a great artist as well. So yeah, check out some that. of his artwork. Not the line of the people. <laughs> also, like I was telling both of you guys, like hopefully in the future, because um, uh, Sean and Alec and Goggs, they're all everybody on movie the podcast. We're all wrestling fans. We all get together and watch pay per views. Um, so maybe like with the big WWE shows that we can do like a reaction show to some of that stuff. Yeah, I'd love to do definitely. like a WrestleMania takeover reaction show. Oh so yeah, maybe we can get together and do that. Totally. Yeah, so definitely. We'll uh, we'll get all. Or the you things. and I were talking about maybe doing like a live show. That'd be cool too. So. Yeah, yeah. Something going on because uh, the internet needs to see all our ugly faces. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get together and try to figure something out. The Mohole family. Uh, yeah, I like that. And we'll have them on as well for yeah, a bonus episode. So yeah. we'll, we'll build a little rhythm here. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, again for listening. Uh, like, listen, share. Yeah, please and, do. Uh, yeah. It's very important. All right. All Take right. care. See Thanks, you guys. guys. I've never seen anybody smoke weed out of like a legit pipe. You're like you're like uh, Gandalf. It's, a ga- it's called a Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs>